edit this portion. portion. Yeah. Because I'm adjusting. Yeah. It's been so long <laughs> since we recorded in person. I know. Hosh did. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> You're gonna say Hoshbuldu. Yes, I was. That's automatic. I'm so used to hearing it. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, well, welcome you guys to Dizzy for Dizzy. Uh, we are recording in person today. We are because it just worked out that way. I had to take family to the airport. Ashley lives like 20 minutes from the airport, and we couldn't record yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we're chilling in her apartment, and it's been months. I think since oh, gosh, like the first. Sorry. That's okay. I think since like the first episode of Central Kapama and the first couple episodes of Beyond Lish, like that sounds right. So back in July, yeah, was the last time we recorded in person and not virtually. Yeah, it feels we're, weird. We're so used to it now. Well, and it's funny because virtually felt super weird for the longest time, mm-hmm. and now that's like second nature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyhow, so welcome, you guys. We are covering Volume 18 today of Senchal Kapama. Thank That's you for right. uh, your patience. Uh, I appreciate all the love. I tweeted out yesterday just to let everyone know, like, it's coming. It's coming, but it'll probably be late. <laughs> yeah. And it couldn't have come at a better week because honestly, we have a day change now for the DZ. Mm-hmm. So even if we didn't release this episode till tomorrow or two days from now, it yeah. would still be before the next episode because now Central Kapama will be airing on Saturdays, which I personally think was a great move. Um, I think part of me is just super grateful they didn't just cancel it yeah. because that's always on the horizon. And not that we're safe from that either. No, but at least a date change. A date change, yeah, is just better than a cancellation. Mm-hmm. And because now it's not airing until Saturday, it's going to give them time to catch up from mm-hmm. all the COVID madness from like five episodes ago. Like they finished filming episode 19, I think, last Wednesday. Like okay. the day 18 aired they were getting ready to film the final scene of 19 okay and so they're already filming 20 and 19 hasn't even aired yet and i don't think it's been like that for a while so i'm kind of like glad for them too it gives them some catch-up time yeah and hopefully time to be ahead enough that if and when the time for cancellation comes like they can yeah yeah they'll have time adjust adjust if they need to if they need to so yeah but inshallah that doesn't happen so i know <laughs> um what else oh i i know we'll talk about probably the fragments at the end but they're just killing it i don't know if they have someone different making them like editing them or what but i feel like the last like three episodes worth of fragments have been like killer and these ones have been just as good although i have a feeling we're probably going to get a third one this week after but oh after. you think we will i think just because I mean, because of the longer yeah, I think time between the longer episodes. Wait, and they're going to want to really promote, like, to get viewership up on that yeah, day. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm hoping they're going to release um, a third fragment. But I am worried that we saw the last scene. Oh, me too. I'm we'll uh, like, I would in. probably mm-hmm. yes, I would probably bet money mm-hmm. that Celine going in mm-hmm. is the last scene of, mm-hmm. of the yeah, episode, I know. which means we're going to have to wait again. Uh-huh. But. But at least we actually are like, okay, there's no squirming out of this one from yeah. her outburst. Like, yeah. well, let's talk about it then. Yeah. So, um, so day change. Um, fragments are good. This is all I wrote down for housekeeping. And, oh, I tweeted out a theory. I don't know if you saw it. But I didn't. I just po- – I was doing my hair the other day and this just popped into my head because when is DZ stuff not in my head, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, what 
if JJ is from Marden. Oh, I did see that. Okay. I did see that. I like that theory. Okay, I was going to ask you, what do you think? Because, I mean, I obviously like there's probably holes in it, but. Sure. Like, just the fact that Fifi's so mysterious, and mm-hmm. she must be from there because she shares the same last name. Right. As uh, Edda's dad. Yep. So she's got to be related somehow and from that family. Yeah. Which would place her from Marden. Uh, and it would track as far as her having a rich family that she doesn't want to have to deal mm-hmm. with, too. Yes, it would. Excuse me. And like Ifair and her mystical um, yep. hip, hypnotic skills. Yeah. Like JJ kind of had mysterious, mm-hmm. you know, skills about him. Like people from his hometown would just know things and see things in dreams and then like yep. send him stuff. Um, so I was like, what if that's where JJ's from? And that's just a very Easter egg type way of us being told without it being like officially confirmed. So. I, I like that theory. So, yeah, I was like. I was really excited that that just like popped into my head and I almost saved it for the podcast, but I was like, well, I don't want to forget to talk about it. So I just like tweeted it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, Aisha, if you're listening, if you want to confirm <laughs> or deny that, just, just throwing that out there. Um, other than that, I think that's everything. Everything else I have, I think has more to do with like the fragments and stuff so we can push that to the end. Okay. So, so should we uh, start writing yeah. this episode? Yeah. So we start back again with them kind of battling it out in the office mm-hmm. and it uh, just believing so hard in Sarkhan that it's just a beautiful thing to behold. Oh my gosh, yes. I know we talked about this last week, but just again, the fact that her immediate thing was like, there's no way mm-hmm. he did this. Yeah. Despite her personal feelings, despite yep. what's going on with them personally, she makes it very clear when he's like, you believe in the wrong man. She's like, not about architecture. Yep. Like, ugh, I love it. Yeah. So, and again, she's no fool. Some, she's like, something must have happened. Someone must have done something. And I'm going to prove it to you. Mm-hmm. We will achieve this together. And she's like, please, please, okay? Yeah. To mom. And he is... He just kind of relents. I think pro- probably more to get her off his back than anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's he's like, okay, fine, whatever. Yep. And then of course we get the f- the face grab and all that good stuff. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, the face grab. <laughs> something about something about a face grab. There was I just know. a face grab in the book that I'm reading. Really? <laughs> yes. And it was after this really intense – guys, if any of you are fantasy readers, I'm reading Throne of Glass right now and I am like deep in it <gasps> and my my DZ watching has majorly – I like – I'm watching Senshal Kapama right. for the podcast, right. but I'm not watching anything else because I just want to read my <laughs> books. And so if you guys like that series, then you can talk to me. <laughs> then send an email because Ashley doesn't check the social media. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, ha- I would have to weed through so much. Yeah. Although um, if I see anything from it, I always That's true. Stuff. You do. You do. So anyway. So message us wherever you want if you're throwing up glass readers because I haven't started yet, even though I... I plan to, but yeah, she you will you will eventually. I, I will. Think. Um, anyway, a face a face crab is wonderful. <laughs> you know what's crazy is there was something in the book I was reading last night. Dang it! But I was in bed mm-hmm. and it was like after midnight, mm-hmm. and I was like, I should write this down. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned it because it felt 
there was like a parallel thing okay to the show uh-huh. and then i was like but i'm cozy in bed mm-hmm. and i didn't and now i can't remember it but maybe when we get to whatever the scene it'll is maybe it'll memory. spark something yeah. because i specifically was like oh my gosh this feels so parallel to essential Coppola, and it's uh-huh. a historical romance so how it, funny yeah um Anyhow, sorry, keep going. So no, that's fine. <laughs> we get all that, that's kind of that. So we switch over to Safi. Oh yes, he's and packing. he's packing. Uh huh. So um, you, this is when he is this when he accidentally okay quote accidentally. but how did that stuff get there anyway? Dizzy magic, Ashley. Well, here's my theory. Okay, I think that after she went mm-hmm. and very theatrically <laughs> threw all that uh-huh. stuff in the trash. I think he went and dug it out. Well, that was my initial theory too. Like uh-huh. when we saw um, the fragments for this uh-huh. episode and it shows him like holding the globe, Sercon, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh my gosh, our boy went dumpster diving. Like I'm so proud. But I don't know. Like he brought it back to the house. He didn't just leave it in a box. I don't know. So Do he, you think Safi did it? Or Safi dug he, it out? He was also the one who brought, brought it box. to her. So mm-hmm. he was like there. Because she pretty much takes it from him right then and there and goes and dumps it. So yes. it's not like she did this an hour after Safi dropped it off. Right. And it would track with him being the captain of our ship. That's true. Yeah, I guess it makes a more sense. He collected it. Yeah, if Safi did it. I mean, I would like to think it was Seraphon. Yeah. But Safi makes more logical sense. It does. And especially because now he's packing it up and he's like, well, I'm only human. I guess maybe I guess I'll I made just a mistake. accidentally send this box of her stuff there. <laughs> right. And we see him dangle the handcuffs specifically mm-hmm. and drop them in as well. Like, oh, well. So I'm hoping that means those are going to make a reappearance yeah. again. Yeah. Um, so I. I hope that once there's a real, actual, legit proposal, mm-hmm. that he uses the handcuffs to propose. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh, it'll be perfect. So, I, I Don kind of stumbles in on this That's happening. Right. And basically, she's upset because now it's very real that he's leaving. Mm-hmm. And she basically tells Safi that she's going to finish doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll finish packing it up. Um, and that's that. Yeah. So, Baba shows up at work. And um, basically tells Sarkhan a bunch of stuff he already knows mm-hmm. and is clearly already stressing about. So I'm kind of like, okay, Altakin, you're not really helping. So he's like, oh, the holding's reputation and art life's reputation. Yeah. As if that didn't already occur to Sarkhan. Anyways. Right. I was just bugged by Altakin this episode. Yeah. Um, no, he, yeah, I, he wasn't. He just very necessary. No. Well, and, and he was gone all of last episode, which they made a point to point out his absence because it was like, where's Optikin? Where's Optikin? Right. Um, but I sort of felt like he could have been absent this episode too. And that's yeah. nothing against Ahmet. Love him. No, no. Um, just as far as the character. Yeah. Yeah. Because basically, you know. Yeah, we he, can cover his little thing. Yeah. He tells Serkan, I'm sure you've already got plans for this. Right. And I love this because Serkan's like, oh, like you? To cover it up? No, actually. I take responsibility for my actions. Yeah. Um, And he's like, and I'm still going to find a way to keep both companies afloat, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to fix this, take responsibility, and still keep both these companies standing. And, you know, Baba kind of backtracks and is like, no, I only came because I was concerned about you. Right. You know, and Sarah Khan basically is like, listen, I don't know what your thoughts were. This, though, is not going to bond us. We're not the same. Because yeah, we've he's now like, been through something similar. Yeah, he's like, we're not – you probably think we're even now, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not. <laughs> yep. Um, because basically, like, yeah, this disaster is not going to bond us. We're not equal. Our mm-hmm. only connection is our shared last name. Yep. And, 
you know, yeah, maybe it was harsh, but also it felt, again, it did feel necessary for him to clarify, like, yeah, maybe we had a similar thing happen. Obviously, Sarah Cons is on a much smaller scale. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's like, no. Even, I mean, and the proof of that is even at the end of the last episode when he flat out told Emery, do what you have to do. If you need to sue us, you need to sue us. Like, yeah, he took full responsibility mm-hmm. for something he didn't even do. Yeah. Um. So, so Celine yeah. is still doing damage control. Is she, though? I know. Like, she's not really controlling much damage. She's not. She's not. So, but sorry, she says that she is. She's not the world's best PR. Because remember at the brunch and he's like, greatest at PR. Clearly not. Yeah. Anyways, we need Olivia Pope is what I said, which I know you probably won't get that reference. But if anybody here watched Scandal, she Uh-oh. was basically like a fixer. Like, okay. And she could spin anything politically. But So she was a, the real best at PR. Yes. Yes. So I was like, we need an Olivia Pope Celine. in here now. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so F.A. calls Emery again. He kind of just asks for Grace as a friend in this situation. Mm-hmm. And – it was interesting that he tells him that Serkan has no fault in the situation. Right. So I was thinking, okay, I don't know why you would say that. Mm-hmm. Maybe just to help save the company because, yeah, you are a partner and right. so you screwed up here. Or maybe to cover his own butt. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. But he just kind of says, we'll make it up to you, blah, blah, blah. And Emray kind of just tells him, okay, I'll think about it. Yeah, like you have – I'll give you a few days before mm-hmm. I have an answer. So it buys them a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Edda's busy detectiving because yeah. she is convinced. She's asking Erdem for like printouts and mm-hmm. all this stuff because she wants to compare the plans that were printed mm-hmm. with the plans that were on Sarah computer, which I'm like, yes, that is the first thing I think we even said yep. last week is like all it's going to take is that. Yep. Um, Celine's going over PR efforts. And she's asking, and I, oh, I loved this, even though Sarkhan oh messes, gosh. even though Sarkhan messes up like a scene later. But because she's like, hey, I need five minutes to go over this press release with you, and he basically is like, I don't have five minutes, I have a lot to do. Yeah. Edda walks in and she's like, Sarkhan, can I please just have ten minutes? Like, we need to go over this. And he's like, Sure, of course. Celine's face when this happens is priceless. She's like, Oh my gosh, of course. Uh-huh. So typical. Uh-huh. I loved it. And uh, which, of course, he gives her. And I said, yes, it gives me volume 11 flashbacks with, you know, him telling Celine, I just need sleep. And then when Ed does there, he's like, I don't want to go to sleep. Don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, and then I made a note. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, but the whole fandom has. And we're all pleading with Bedo, which is Karim's hairstylist. Okay. Bedo Jim. Like, He's making this super dramatic weight. Like, his hair is getting more and more parted further on the side where it's, like, super flat and, like, nothing on this side. And then it's, like, this huge, like, wave (laughs) and all this hairspray. And we're, like, can we free his hair just a little bit? (laughs) Like, and then someone, I think it was the uh, Senchal Kapama, like, news Twitter. Okay. The girl that runs that. I think she had submitted a question, like, on Instagram, one of the set members or crew members had like a ask me anything okay and she had asked about like his hair <laughs> oh my gosh and i mean i think she was very nice about it she wasn't right like, you right. know but basically they said like we just do what's called for for the character so i'm not that makes sure sense he to me. has so much creative freedom with it as much yeah. as we're like they don't please stop i'm wondering if they're being told like 
here's how we need his hair to be styled. You just need to do it. That makes sense because Sarkhan is so buttoned up mm-hmm. that it would make sense yeah. to have his hair all perfectly gelled. Uh-huh. A very straight part down the side. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, I guess I just really noticed it in this scene because I made a note about it. Hmm. But basically – Edda's doing what we all were hoping, and she's wanting to compare the blueprints. Yeah, she's like, let's at least look. Because right. he's like, it's the same thing. Yeah. She's like, please, can we just look? Yeah, he's convinced, you know, um, and doesn't really see a reason to, but he does it anyways. Yeah. And then, um, so they start, get- they start looking at it. We don't find out yet, right? No, because we switched to the flower shop. Okay. And Edil's assistant comes and she's looking for iFair, but only Fifi is there and this is when they find out that it wasn't Efe who recommended the florist shop. It was mm-hmm. Sercon. Thank goodness. Because I was like, if we have another Sanem never finds out that John's basically the reason her family Bacall was saved. Yeah. I'm gonna be very upset. Well and Fifi is like, oh crap. Like mm-hmm. I okay, that's great, but do me a favor and don't ever tell Ifer Hanum. And then of course Ifer walks right up and she's like, Don't tell me what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. then we switch back, right? Yes. Okay. Here we go. So she is locking into his computer mm-hmm. and needs his computer password. And he's like, I'll just type it. And she's like, just say it to me. The second he said, I'll just type it, I was like, ooh, it's going to be, what's it going to be? Uh-huh. <laughs> so he starts reading off these numbers, which I looked up all the numerology of because these are not full coordinates. So no, I was they're like, not. Because I looked them up and I'm like, okay, these are not star coordinates. No, you need like 20 more numbers. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> these have to mean something again. So of course I went to our numerology. Awesome. So um, basically though, yeah, he starts spitting out these numbers and there's a flashback to when he first presents her with the star he bought for her. Mm. And she realizes it too. So she actually finishes the password. Yeah. Before he can even say it. And she's like, hmm. And I love it because he's like, I just haven't had time to change the password. Yeah, Which, right. sorry, Sarkhan takes like five seconds. And she's like, well, it wouldn't matter if you change the password anyways. You're always going to remember this one. And I was like, good for her. I like that there's, as we'll see, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of real raw truths being shared Mm. in this episode. There are. Um, Yeah. Which, well, you know, we'll get to when we get to. So It felt like this episode, because plot wise, nothing really happens mm -hmm. as far as like the whole house situation. Right. all you know, they're dealing with the scandal pretty much the entire episode. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the work, like this episode, did a lot of work. Yes, with the two of them mm-hmm. specifically. I agree, which I was kind of ready for. I yeah. think I said last week, like I felt like this episode was going to be a turning point, mm-hmm. and it really did. Yeah. Um. Even though, like you said, not a ton happened, it still right. felt like, a, it still felt like a bunch did. Like, yeah, like not a lot of plot, but a lot of story. Plenty of story. There you go. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So the coordinates are 49, Mm -hmm. 31, Mm -hmm. 38, right? One. So 49 uh, resonates with focus, conscientiousness, being realistic and logical. Mm -hmm. Very sarcon. And being directed towards finding solutions. Sarkon. Mm-hmm. Tends to be pragmatic. Um, and let's see. Is there anything else that stuck out? Oh, 
it the 49s do not entertain general or non-specific goals. Instead, its goals are specific and achievable. Hmm. So that's 49. There you can do deeper dives into this, but I'm just giving you guys the general like bullet points of what these numbers um mean. Perfect. So numerology 31, next number. Um represents practical yet creative energy. Mm. Uh, again, creative pragmatism. Uh, it says, and although that sounds like an oxymoron, um, it's also a description of the energies the number 31 represents. They are practical, depend- dependable, and methodical. Hmm. For 31s, accuracy is very important. Eh. Um, and then the practical aspect of 31s want to determine the steps to reach goals according to what has worked before. Okay. Um, and then there's more you can go into, but those are the things that stuck out for me. Okay. 38. Um, now, this one, I – this one was interesting to me. Um, this one felt maybe a little more like Edda, but it says, in essence, the numerology number 38 is about relationships. Relationships tend to sustain themselves through creative expression. Teamwork, pulling together, companionship, romance, diplomacy, cooperation. These are all in 38's realms. Mm, yeah, that's very Edda. Mm-hmm. Um, the number 38 also has an inherent talent for dealing with people in creative and sensitive ways, hmm. which I immediately went to like Idon, like the way yeah. she handles her and stuff. Um, they're a natural team worker. Yeah, she can deal with pretty much anybody. Uh-huh. Natural team worker and can coexist with pretty much anyone. Yeah. So I thought maybe this is supposed to, these numbers again are supposed to be a bit of a mix of what they both are. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, just like the little prince pages seemed to be that way. Right. Well, and it being a coordinate for her star would make sense that mm-hmm. it is in relation to the two of them right. somehow. Yeah. And then number one um, is self-determined and self-sufficient. Okay. Which I feel like that can kind That's of both, both of them. Of them. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, goes about its own business, pursues its own goals, and has no need necessarily for companionship, which, of course, that shouts out Sercon. But Edda, too, because yeah. she's not like, you know, like when Melo comes to see her, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in one of the next scenes, and she's like, oh, it's been terrible. I just cry every time I see him. And Melo's like, really? She's like, no, I'm fine. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still me. Like, I'm going to go about my life. Like, not saying that she isn't upset. Right. But, but she's like, it's not the end of the world. Uh-huh. I can move on. Absolutely. Yeah. So they feel an urge to explore new ideas, new locations. Um, and, you know, she wants, she's been talking about going to Italy. We know Sarkhan has lived and been all over the place. Yep. Um, and it also feels an urge to see how much more existing machinery or, or structures can accomplish. Hmm. Um, numbers, this number can coexist with others, but is comfortable being alone. Mm. Um, and again, it just talks about the companionship and partnership thing. So, yeah, I feel like that's both of them. Yeah, self determination, exploration, independent self sufficiency. Nice. So, anyways, so those. So, again, I don't know if I'm off with that or I'm just like reaching, but it just felt like if those are not exact coordinates, then those numbers feel like they have to mean something. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise, his password would have been something else, like fairy girl or something. You know yes. what I mean? It wouldn't have been this set of numbers. Yeah, totally. I like it. Thank you. So anyhow, um, what's next? Now they're trying to figure – oh, this is when they actually figured out, right? That's right. Because she sees it that the numbers are different Mm -hmm. from his computer to the printouts. And so she already proved it super quickly. Yeah. 
And so now it's kind of the whodunit of the situation. Mm -hmm. So they're talking about who was there, who was actually at the um, – I, I wanted to the say company. holding, but company, mm -hmm. yeah. It's well, both. holding technically because yeah. it's both now, yeah. <laughs> um, and they know that Erdem and Layla were there. That's kind of who they think are the only two people who were there. And mm -hmm. then there's kind of a funny thing where they're staring at Erdem. <laughs> yeah. And he's all freaked out. But um, then they kind of are like, well, who do you think? Well, who do you think? And Eda thinks it's Celine. Right. And Sarkon thinks it's Efe. Mm -hmm. And this kind of starts a whole thing. Yes. Um, I do also like when they're talking about how there's no way it could have been Layla. She's like, she loves you more than any of us. Yeah. Like, she'd rather die. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of looks at her and she's like, well – uh, I mean, like she kind of stumbles over what she meant by that because yeah. she doesn't want to admit. She's it. like, "Well, I'm not. I don't love you. Like, I'm not one of the people that loves you. Yes. I'm not putting myself in that group." <laughs> and then he's like, "Can we get back to work, please?" <laughs> uh, so yeah, Celine, Fa, and they're basically each going to prove to the other that they're mm -hmm. right. Yeah, and he comments on Idiyilda's stubbornness, mm -hmm. and then we get Melo back, which. T touched on just a little bit it does kind of updating her on the drama blueprint stuff yeah um and of course melo is because we remember she adores celine yeah so she's kind of defensive of her this entire episode although i love that she makes it clear if it came down to it she would choose edda in a heartbeat yeah like it's not even a question um so yeah so now it is asking Erdem for more info, like who also was around. This is when it's like, oh, Celine was here too, which then right. continues to feed Edda's yep. suspicions. And, you know, you can't blame her because Edda has information that most everybody else doesn't, which was that she is already like – Covered up. Yeah, they backstabbed feels, feels a little strong, but – Well, she – yeah. I, I think you're right. Backstab is a little strong. She just has covered up things that did not work in mm. art life's uh favor yes without telling sarkon that's about right it. so yes. she's already withheld stuff from sarkon so it would track that it is like well maybe she's withholding more stuff like, right um so um then we switch over to Ifair. Basically, this whole scene, she extracts oh, the truth, right. truth from Fifi. Yeah. She basically is like, you know I have my ways. You know I can hypnotize you, so you might as well make this easy and just tell <laughs> yeah. me. And basically, it's like, well, Sarah Khan is the one who sent you this client. And she's like, the robot? You're she's like, hired. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. So off she goes. She's like, well, I'm going to go see him. Yeah. So. So um, back at the company. Mm-hmm. Sarah Khan is telling Pearl, Engin, and Celine his theory that it's F.A. And – but he basically is saying, okay, that's my theory, but we need to focus on the Cafe Siolu uh, situation first. Right. Because they're going to sue us and we need to get this taken care of. So they are kind of formulating a plan. Uh, but Celine tells them that F.A. called and asked not to sue so they're like okay well hopefully that follows through and yeah. everything's okay because so far they're tracked to start a case on monday morning exactly like, <laughs> yeah yeah so efe comes in hmm. and Sarkon asks him to call emre again this is such a bde move like i i wrote this is true really BDE is. fashion because he's like we'll call him back and then takes his phone like 
I just love that he's not the one that called him. He tells F.A., call him, and then, like, takes his phone from uh-huh. him. It just felt like such a, yeah, it was yeah. a BDE move. Oh, it totally was. So, I and I wrote, Sarah handles it, Olivia Pope style. He um, does. Apparently obsessed with uh. Olivia Pope this episode, so. <laughs> yeah, he basically tells Emre that it wasn't their fault, that somebody changed the numbers, mm-hmm. somebody, my thing said, somebody's plotting against us. Um, That's essentially what mine said. Basically, like, someone just wants to see our downfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was sabotage. Yeah. By somebody. Some mystery person. Yep. And he's like, you're an important person. You have important projects. And since we're doing business together now, mm-hmm. of course, somebody was disturbed by this. And he's like, look, I'll make you an offer to make up for this. Give us two days and my team will take care of the renovation we'll fix it and then we'll be out of your hair and we're gonna eat the cost of it all yep mm-hmm. yep so of course emory likes the sound of that because two days that's yeah i mean in dizzy land of course they're able to do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. but in real life i'm sure <laughs> hearing that anybody would be excited to hear it right so so and i love too that fa even after he gets off the phone he's like because there's been no proof of sabotage yet. Right. And F.A. doesn't know this is how he finds out that the drawings were compared. Yeah. Because he's like, well, what made you say that? And he's like – and Sarah Khan just plays it off like, oh, I just said that because it would make the most sense. Like, uh-huh. And it would garner more sympathy of like we were set up. It's not – it wasn't my lack of, you know, um, knowledge or talent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and F.A.'s like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah like, good move. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the Bolat household. Alptakeen tells – he gets home and they kind of start having a chat. What this boils down to because she kind of starts nitpicking at him. Uh-huh. And – Yeah, they end up kind of fighting. Yep. But you know what? He makes a good point. I will say this for him this episode because he tells her, you know, yeah, he's mad at me for abandoning him. But I'm sick of being the only villain because the reason I had to send him away is because you couldn't even take care of yourself, much less right. look your son in the eye without bursting into tears. And yeah. it would have been even more traumatic for him to be here. But of course, that's not what he sees because you couldn't even get out of bed. So mm-hmm. I was the one that had to put him in the car. Had to pack I was him the off. One that had to pack send him, him away. Send him yep. And I'm tired of being the only villain here. Yeah. And honestly. Can't blame him for no, that. He's right. He's right. They're both his parents. It's mm-hmm. He doesn't just have one parent in this situation. Absolutely. So, so we're back at the company. They're having a meeting and uh, we find out that Edda, because Edda isn't in the meeting and Sarkhan's like, isn't Edda coming? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but um, she has plans to finish in a couple days. Effie's like, she has work to do. And Sarkhan's like, too bad. She has to do this too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my and Effie's like, I'll tell her, and he's like, No, I'll tell her. <laughs> I love Sarkhan so much. I would. Ha- it's so funny because, like, in real life, I oh, I know, I'd hate him. Oh, I know, I'm sure I'd hate him. I know, but I'm like, I mean, it's just like in our books. I'm like, give me all the <laughs> alpha males exactly. who are like bossing me around, isn't that? But it, <laughs> but like at home with Jason, like tells like me to I do something. To- I'm like, I'm sorry, did you just tell me or did you ask me to do that? <laughs> such a brat but in a book i'm like yes take control <laughs> grab her tell her how it's gonna be order her around <laughs> now i have to find this because right at the beginning of one of these books mm-hmm. I, s- I sent my friend oh because <laughs> 
This is really going to show <laughs> my id, I guess. Listen, so- I think we've I think we've made ourselves pretty well known with this stuff on the show. So, somebody so in in the book that I just finished <laughs> The main character, mm-hmm. she's trying to, like, figure some stuff out, mm-hmm. and she's trying to do something. I don't want to give away too much mm-hmm. because you're going to read these, <laughs> but she's trying to do something that's very difficult. Okay. Um, but there's there's a guy that's, like, helping to train her, mm-hmm. and he, <laughs> she's so frustrated, mm-hmm. and they're kind of fighting, uh-huh. and he ends up biting her. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, this is a fantasy. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Ooh, I love it already. Anyway, he, they like kind of brawl and he ends up biting her and that triggers it. Which oh she had to do. And I was like, okay, I guess that is something can that you, works for me. Can you imagine like Edda just biting Sarkon? Or if Sarkon bit he, Edda. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, like right between her shoulder and collarbone. That's where she got it. (laughs) I need it. Now everybody's going to go start reading Throne of Glass. (laughs) You're going to have to wait till the third book for that, though, guys. Oh, my god! And read the the prequel if you do. All right. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I need to just hurry up and get through what I'm reading right now so I can start this. It's definitely more – it's definitely – lower on the romance mm-hmm. scale yeah it's not like ya fan- not it's, y- like ya fantasy it is yeah. ya definitely yeah oh anyway that just reminded me when we were talking about mm-hmm. things in that in real life you would be like what do you mean he bit you uh-huh. you'd be all angry uh-huh. but put it in a show or a book and we will take it and we will eat it right <laughs> up so um oh. yeah also, after this, he mentions video footage to Peril, and Efe's like, wait, mm-hmm. what? What video footage? And mm-hmm. Sarkhan's, like, tracking the way he reacts to everything, you know? Sarkhan plays this so smartly. So well, because he's like, oh, it's just, he's just so casual about everything. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's usually just there for, like, fevery and stuff, but we might as well use it since we have it just to see if anyone yep. has been around the printer. Mm-hmm. And I love that he winds up, I don't know if it's now or later, but... He basically winds up telling Angan, look, all I'm worried about is if he was anywhere near that printer. Mm-hmm. But don't react to it, like, you know, because basically he doesn't want F.A. to know he right. suspects him. Yep. So I was like, that's, gosh, just so smart. Again, mm-hmm. when it comes to business stuff, people just need to freaking listen to Sircon. Seriously. So Edda starts inquiring about Celine's education regarding <laughs> architecture. Yeah. Right. She because Angan, then she'll know if she's actually even capable of making this sort of a change. Right. Yeah, because I here's the other thing. I was thinking like, well, anyone could go in and do that, but if you're not trained in it, then right. it would be a more obvious thing, and probably yes. the people who are doing the blueprints would be like, hey, this looks weird. Like, mm-hmm. so because at first I was like, anyone could go in and mess it up, but then I was like, oh no, I guess you'd have to know a way to do it where it's not noticeable, but you yes. know it's going to cause a problem. Yep. So, yeah, basically, Ingen's like, I don't know. Let's ask Pearl. She knows her better. Pearl's mm-hmm. like, well, why are you asking about this? And it is like, I'm just curious. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And then Celine sees all of this go down. Mm -hmm. So later on, she ends up asking Perot. 
and she <laughs> realizes that Edda suspects her right in this whole situation and yep. she is not happy about that nope um then Serkan does approach Edda after this and is like hey mm-hmm. um I kind of need you to finish. I prom, you know, basically explains the hey, two-day promise. Hey, bummer. We got to work together again, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. I know that I hate you and you hate me. Uh-huh. But we're going to have to spend more time well, together. Well, what's funny is when he's like, I need, I really need you to finish this. She's like, okay, I can do that, but I need your help. She's mm. the one that says like, mm. and he's of course like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, I love it. If I have to. Right. And she says, you know, I can do it though. Yeah. So then we have this Selena Pearl chat like you already brought up. So she winds up confronting Ida. She does right and away. I love it because Ida's like, yeah, I'm looking and checking into you. And here's yep. why I am. Like mm-hmm. basically like you hurt him. And she kind of – because I don't think at this point Celine knows that Ida knows. It's only Ida and Farid who know what Celine did. Yes. Him. So she kind of implies like, well, you hurt him in the past. Like right. you've done harm to him in the past where this company's concerned. Mm-hmm. Also, you just up and sold your shares, which is what put us in this weird position anyways. Right. So yeah, I'm looking into you. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where Sarkhan makes his mistake. In front of everyone. Oh, thinking Sarkhan. I could he what he needed to do was pull her in the office and yeah. be like, listen, I appreciate what you're doing for me. Right. It wasn't her. Stop looking into this. But he's too rash with right. this kind of stuff. And he basically – For being Mr. Non-Spontaneous, the mm-hmm. way that he deals with stuff like this is very rash. Well, again, we're having Freaky Friday because mm-hmm. she's the one being logical about right. this. And he's the one reacting immediately mm-hmm. on his emotions where this is concerned. Yeah. Even with the whole scene in the office where she's like, I believe in you. And he's just literally throwing Freaking a tantrum out. and throwing stuff. Like he's completely reacting on emotions. And yeah. she's like – Listen, logically, you're the best architect, like, in the world. There's no way you did this. Yeah, how could it even – how could this even be possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, basically, he's like, I told you to leave this alone. I told you not to look into this. It wasn't her. Mm-hmm. Stop. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's kind of harsh about it. And, oh, I have never wanted to slap a look off of Celine's face so much. Oh, I know. As when, when she's, she's like, walking away and she does thanks. that little uh-huh, – And she – That, like, evil hmm, smile. Yep. Like – Oh, I hate yeah. it. Yeah. So, and it has got like tears in her eyes and everyone yeah. walks off. And, and Ferry is the one who's like, are you okay? And she's like, no, I'm not okay. Yep. People are, she's like, once again, Celine has proved to be untouchable. Yep. And he kind of defends her mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, so she's so innocent that she didn't stop the, the news leak from when you guys messed up and uh-huh. you are the ones who leaked the contract to the press. Yep. And he is kind of like, oh, well, yeah, but sorry. Yeah. I still don't think that she would stoop this low. So I'm glad this is coming up again because this kind of hasn't been brought up now in a while. Yeah. Um, Since I think the, the single, contract leak. Like since the single digit episodes. Yeah. I think you're right. So I'm like, okay, is Serkan going to find out about this? Because I really do need him to stop like – I just need him to stop defending Celine so much. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like be her enemy, but like no, listen, but I, they, know they need some I know you're childhood friends. I know you're space. But they ever since they broke up, right. they have still been in such close proximity mm-hmm. and to the detriment of both of their relationships, right. real or fake. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's affected their romantic lives right. ever since it yeah. happened. Well, and especially since she flat out confessed to him, like, 
I will leave my husband who I'm supposed to marry tomorrow, Mm -hmm. like, for you. That right there, there needs to be distance between them. Yeah. Like, that was plenty for Mm -hmm. Sarkhan to say, okay, look, we got to take some space. And then she had actually planned on backing off and removing herself from his life. But then Fairy left her at the altar and that all all went went to the pits. Yeah. So, um, Sarkhan's boxes are now being moved out to the new house. Idon has finished packing. She's freaking out about not being able to see him as much because she's like, I already don't see him that much and he lives on the property. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, Alptakin is getting a quick update on the phone with Ingen mm-hmm. and he does let them know, like, so turns out it's not Sarkhan's fault. You know, it's still not great because it means somebody, like, sabotaged the plans. Right. But, um, you know, at least there's the relief of that. Uh, Safey walks out and Baba basically apologizes to Idon for his harsh words earlier. But you know what? She steps up and is like, no, you were right. Like, mm-hmm. we both have our fault in this. And, you know, I love this next part, too, because she's like, I think we made a mistake. I think that Edda will forgive him. And I think if that's the case, like, if she were to know the truth, I really think she'd forgive him. Like, look at how much, like, I did not like this girl. And she has my love and trust like nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And I want to earn that with her now. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, it just – it gives me so much hope. Like, And and what great character development on yes. Idon's part. Yes. It's it's awesome to see. I agree. So, um, Serkan finds Eda and he's like, look, mm. can we talk? And I got to get my screenshots. Uh-huh. <laughs> this scene broke my heart. Like, yeah, uh, it just like this, this, we had a few really killer scenes. This is one of them Mm -hmm. because this is again when there are more, more truths coming out and not in a roundabout way, just in flat out, like I'm speaking these words to you. Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, do you have them? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, um. Did I miss something? Because he says... Can we talk? Can we talk? Mm -hmm. And then she is like, only after I figure out who set you up. Is that the next thing she says? Yep. Okay. She's like, I'm not involved in this. And he's like... So she's like, excuse me. She's trying to leave. (laughs) He's like, no, Edda. He says, please, can we talk a little? And she says, in front of everybody, in front of Celine, do you at least understand what position you put me in by talking the way that you did? Mm. What else is there to talk about? And he says, you were wrong in there. Moreover, the problem isn't only – no, is that her? Um, No, I think he's – the problem is – I get – it is he, him, he does right? say that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like, it's one of those shots where they're both yeah. on screen. I think he's saying the problem isn't yours to solve. Even though, like she said, she's going that's to. That's right. I think it's more like it's not really your problem to solve. Yeah. And she says, you're right, actually. The problem is you, Sarkhan. Mm-hmm. As long as you stick to others in your life, you can throw me as an unnecessary thing aside. That. Oh. I know. And and of course she feels that way. Well, yeah. Why else wouldn't she feel that way? And I'm way? glad she said it. Yeah, because she's he's not- continually choosing other people yep. over her. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, you always do the same exact thing when it comes to this. And he says, what does that have to do with it? Because he's seeing it business. He's not seeing it as a personal thing. He's seeing it as right. this is at work and I know better that she's doing this. And so, yeah, he's not seeing it as like 
he's personally choosing Celine over Edda. But how can she not see it that way? Exactly. And he's like, you're wrong. Until today, I've never valued anybody as much as I value you. Mm. And I love that he says it, but I also love what she says back. Yeah, because she says, what? Like, basically, (laughs) what? Excuse me? How are you valuing me? Talking to me like that in front of Celine? Or breaking up with me for work? Is that how you value me? Do you know what interests me? After everything that you've been through, after Mm. everything you've done, being so close to Celine, how can you be so rude to me? (laughs) What did I do to you? And I mean, she's so right. I know. And of course, Robot Sircon is like, well, I never even loved her. I know. (laughs) Bro, this is not the conversation that you're even having. Mm -hmm. And she... He, she's he's like okay i i can't i can't see you there anymore what does that i think mean? he's meaning like he in the fragment when it was this part was in the fragment and he's mm-hmm. like i can't see you here anymore okay and i but i i almost feel like he's like saying that more to himself like mm. i mean he says it out loud to her right but i think it's just more like a thought out loud because it's hard for him to see her all the time, even though he wants to because he doesn't want her gone. Right. But also acknowledging, like, it's really difficult for me to see you because I can't tell you the truth. Well, and so everything. and so she's like, okay, well, do you want me to leave? Mm-hmm. Because you were scared of the girl who loved you more than anyone, anything else. And another truth dropped. Like, yeah. Okay, so he's telling, like, let me make it clear. I've never loved Celine. I've never valued anyone as much as you. And he does mean those things. He does. But – and. I've never loved Celine. I've never valued anyone as much as you. He he did prove that by breaking up with her, which she doesn't realize because right. she doesn't know the truth. That he was valuing her more than anything and, and anyone else yeah. in his logic. Yeah. But yeah, then the fact that she flat out says to him, like, you're just afraid of this of the person who's loved you more than anything. Yeah. Like, I I just love that there's they're actually saying this stuff. Yes. Like that that was the pivotal stuff in this episode was Mm -hmm. like the things like this being said yep and they just kind of have a bit of a staring Mm -hmm. and then she's like get out of my way and yeah walks out and can't blame her yep um so um now we have fa chatting with um his keeper yeah baba ane i'm just gonna call (laughs) her that until we're proven wrong um, and I just wrote, ugh, snake. Because he basically like, he just ugh, updates. it's still a mess. Yeah. 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 So repairs are about to start. Yeah. Angan's updating Sercon. Mm-hmm. And this is when they kind of have the chat about the video surveillance. And basically like, I know there's a lot of footage to watch. I just need you to tell me if F.A. has been anywhere near that printer. Right. Um. So Eda, is, this is when she's heading out, right? Mm-hmm. And Melo and the girls are going to come with her to the university because she has stuff she needs to to do and then she has work to do later that night because this all this stuff is due in two days yes and it's implied that sarah khan kind of hears her mentioning it's her Mm -hmm. first day back at university because yeah within proximity yeah um so i wrote everyone is getting exposed during this footage watching party oh my gosh (laughs) because it's funny it shows that erdem is still living there (laughs) um it's showing that pearl and ingen are a couple Uh uh-huh uh like photocopying her face she's like just being a little weirdo oh my gosh so but you know everything seems to look fine as far as this stuff goes 
Yeah. Now, here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They do see mm-hmm. F.A. Mm-hmm. go to the printer mm-hmm. right after Layla and Erdem go to the printer. Yep. So that is proof, technically, right. that he was messing with it, that he was there that mm-hmm. night, and Celine was also there. Right. So, but the funny thing is that – maybe not funny, but Serkan – because Serkan is watching this too, right? No. No. He's okay. Okay. Angan's the one who's like, oh, yeah, all this looks normal. That's but right. But I feel like okay. he said that because he was supposed to keep it that way. Like, right. He didn't want to put anyone – put them – put F.A. on alert. Like, oh, that, I saw exactly that they what Serkan asked for. Mm-hmm. And F.A., of course, being like, yeah, see, look, we've all been to the printer. We all printed stuff. It's mm-hmm. all normal. Like, he's – No big deal. Mm-hmm. He's also padding that. Right. Um, so, yeah. Then um, Fifi, Fifi and Ifair show up mm-hmm. as Serkan's getting ready to leave. And Ifair's like, well, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't really have time. And she's like, well, I need to talk to you. And he's like, okay, I have time. <laughs> um, and they sit down and he orders them coffee, even though she's like, no thanks. Mm-hmm. And he still orders two coffees. And she basically tells him, listen, I'm going to keep this client because we've now established a relationship and she trusts me. Right. But there's no way if Edda knew this that she would even allow us to keep this. And he's like, then don't tell her. Mm-hmm. Like, which again proves so much because he's not looking for credit. No, he's not. He's not this. And thank God he's not looking for credit because I fear Hanum, not once did you actually tell him thank you in no, this entire conversation. Didn't. And I feel like I need to point that out because yeah. it bothered me. It was for for him saving the yeah. shop, mm-hmm. she's not very grateful. No, she's not. <laughs> But she was when it was F.A. Mm-hmm. And so was Edda. Well, Edda still thinks it's F.A. So, you know, she. Be, I love this, though, because she does have insight. And she's like, look, it's very clear to me that you have not let my niece go in your heart. Yeah. So I'm not well, sure. Well, he's playing with the ring again as he's talking uh-huh. to her aunt. I, what else is she supposed to think? Because uh-huh. she's like, you're still wearing that ring. And he doesn't really give a legit explanation for it. Just mm-hmm. that there's reasons outside of etiquette. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she's like, well, it's clear that she, you haven't let her go in your heart. So I don't know why you broke up with my niece. But I'm just going to ask you to please stop hurting her. Yeah. Like, please. And I understand that that's where Ifair is really coming from with all of this. Right. And that is the whole source of her animosity mm-hmm. towards Serkan because as far as she can tell, all that Serkan has brought to Ada's right. life is heartache. heartache. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I do get it. I do too. But like, but still. The florist shop is a separate thing. Uh-huh. So at least acknowledge that. Especially because he's like, listen, I I wasn't just doing you a favor. They really were looking for someone else. And your work like speaks for itself. Yeah. So, so I wasn't just giving you a handout. Right. So yeah, she could have said thank you for the referral. Yep. Even if it was a very formal thank you. Yeah. Like just say thank you. Yeah. Anyways. Then we so, have some Layla and Erdem bickering, right? It's it's Erdem and Fifi. They have coffee oh, and oh, oh. Um, they end up – oh, no, no. You're right. You're right. I'm jumping ahead. It is That's Layla okay. and Erdem because They're bickering about Fifi though, right? Cause yeah, okay. because Fifi arrived with iFair and okay. Erdem was like, look, Layla, I know that I'm very handsome. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but and you don't need to exaggerate. That's He's like right. being all loud. And Layla's like, I know you're using me, you idiot. Get <laughs> yeah, out of my she's face. She's like, you're using me. She gets mm-hmm. all mad. So anyway, it was just kind of silly. So, and then Fifi's like, 
come on, we're drinking coffee. And then they end okay. up having a conversation later. So, okay. Let's just talk about this right here and be done with it. Because this whole storyline was like. With Pearl. Yeah. Not and doing it for me. Yeah. Okay. So he, she and Angan are leaving. And, or they're headed to the construction site. Mm-hmm. Because there's like everyone who can be there needs to be there. Because we have a lot of stuff to do. All in a hands short on deck. Time. And, you know, he's like, well, at least everyone knows about us. Blah, blah, blah. And she's, of course, not super comfortable with it. Right. He's like, listen, this has happened before in the company. Like, so-and-so and so-and-so were together. And she's like, yeah. yeah but they were getting married. Well, freaking Ingen is like. Oh, my gosh. Okay. On top of the fact that he's like, let me have that charm off of your necklace. And then uses that to propose to her. And I love how she's like, I'm going to pretend. I thought she dropped it and he was picking it up. And then he decided to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, great. You're proposing with the charm from my my necklace. Uh This is super. And basically, so he kind of backtracks and is like, okay, maybe not get married, but like, let's live together. Like, I'm serious about this. You know, so they kind of come to this agreement and I just wrote, this is going to be messy. And what do you know, guys? It's messy. It's messy. They're both messy. They're both dysfunctional. So, yeah, because when they get back to his house later, it's a, it's disgusting. And she's yeah. clearly disgusted by it. And she's like, let's go back to the construction site. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not tired anymore. Let's this. And then the next day. The next day she's like, hey, I've got a surprise for you when we go home tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe come home a little bit late so I have time to get it set up. And mm-hmm. he's like all excited. And then when he gets home that night. He's clearly got, like, snacks and stuff from the store because he wants to watch a football match. Right. And she's set up the whole living room for yoga and Took moved. the TV out. She took the TV out of the room and everything. <laughs> so clearly they have very different priorities and mm-hmm. things they like to do after work to relax. Mm-hmm. And they kind of try to compromise. While, so she's, like, doing yoga while he's watching while the game. Watching. And it's bad. It's just bad, you guys. They're, it's not going well. No, so, it's not. So and that's, kinda, that's really it. Mm-hmm. That's how it all – leaves off yeah so they're gonna have to figure it out yeah they're gonna have to talk and yeah or realize like maybe you're just in love with the idea for the last 10 years and you're better off as friends and business partners yeah they're they're a funny couple to me Uh i don't this whole time i haven't really known what to make of them me too because Pearl is so hesitant Mm -hmm. because she is so career driven and I, I can understand where she's coming from Absolutely. because it almost seems like she's making these changes. She's giving Engin a chance. Mm-hmm. She does seem to really care about him and like him. But then he'll do stuff and she's like, is this even worth it? Yeah. <laughs> like I was focusing on my career and this guy can't even bother to remember that I don't like cut flowers right. or – he forgot my birthday, all this stuff. Or you'd think he'd know that she already, like, he'd already know something at least about the fact that she, like, loves yoga or something. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so they're just, that whole storyline, mm-hmm. I'm kind of just not sure what to do mm-hmm. with it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So that's them this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, back at uh, Sarah Khan's, well, soon to not be Sarah Khan's, it's him and Sirius, and he's like, mm. he just goes over and talks to him, and is like, it always ends up just being you and me, bud. Mm. Like, oh, my little heart. And then Safey's like, hey, everything's all packed up and moved. He's like, the only thing is the telescope. I wasn't sure if you wanted to take that. Mm-hmm. And of course, Sarah Khan gets a flashback to episode three yep. after the engagement party. So, you know, he, of course, after having that flashback to where they looked at the stars afterwards for the first time Mm -hmm. and all that. He's like, yeah, I'm taking it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get this scene with him and Idon. 
Like, he goes to see his mom. That's right. Yeah. And she's looking at pic- family pictures. Which, again, I also felt like was a huge step for her because you couldn't even bring up his brother. Well, we still don't know his brother's name, but you couldn't even bring him up at all. Right. At all. And mm-hmm. now she's actually, like, looking at photos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked that, too, because, again, another area of growth where she's actually, like, looking back on these memories and acknowledging his existence. Right. Yeah. And so she's upset. And he is kind of telling her, you know, I'm not going very far. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be close by. And she says, look, I understand that you don't want to be by your dad. I understand that. Um, okay, sorry. I, I'll, i like, do a combination of writing notes and taking uh-huh. screenshots, and then I'll confuse myself afterwards. <laughs> So she just kind of says, I know how much it hurts mm-hmm. and you can't tell anyone. And I, if only things were different. Yeah. And they, uh, I think she's the one that says Keshke, huh? One of the, either one. Of, I mean, it honestly would fit either one of them saying it. I can't yeah. Remember, but yeah. Yeah. Like just if only. So he's like, don't worry. I'll come back very often. Mm-hmm. And she's like, will you come tomorrow? For breakfast? <laughs> will you come for breakfast? Your dad's going out early. So he's like, okay, I'll try. And she has a present for him. Mm-hmm. And it's something that she found. So she's like, you might want to put it in your new house. Yeah. And it's this drawing mm-hmm. from when he was, how old was he? I don't know if she says his age, but he was definitely a kid. And it was when he was already He was out London. at school. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, yeah, he's like, I can't believe you saved this. And she's like, I saved all the drawings you ever sent me and mm-hmm. gave me. Um, she's like, I just thought this one would look good in your new place. And I love it because that's when he's like, you know, how funny that an interior designer had an architect son. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe one day we'll actually get to work together. Like, yeah. he can build what the house – like, he builds the outside and she makes the inside pretty. Yeah. And then Edda can make the landscaping pretty. Like, mm-hmm. how well they'd all fit together. Um, but That's just my addition. They didn't say any of that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, one day we'll work together. Or maybe one day we'll work together. And mm-hmm. I think she says, like, I'd love that. Yeah. And then he kind of leaves. Um, and, and then Safi throws the water. <laughs> I love that he's he like panics, like, oh my gosh, he's leaving. I have to go get the water. And he runs out and throws it. And Sarkon's like, Safi, what are you doing? He's like, it's a, because it's supposed to bring you, it's like, it's for good luck. It's supposed It'll to bring, bring you back, back sooner. And, and he's like, I'm coming back tomorrow. He's like, it worked. <laughs> I love that. Like, Hi, then, Hunnam, he's coming back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think he even says that's the first time I've done that where it's actually worked. Yeah. <laughs> I loved cute. that. So cute. So then we're at school now. Ed is mm-hmm. at school. Um, it seems like she already had a few classes because she's kind of talking to the girls about it a little bit. Yeah. Melo's got her eyes on some good looking guy. Yeah. Like, it kind of turns into boy talk for a little bit. Uh-huh. But basically what it comes down to is Ed is like, okay, you guys have fun. I have to go to the library and actually get some work done now. I'll yeah. see you guys later. But who is there watching her oh work my from gosh. afar? Okay. Oh my Karim gosh. Oh my gosh. That overcoat mm-hmm. with the scarf. Mm-hmm. First of all, I was like, okay, he's giving me major Hades vibes from this oh my last gosh. week. Uh, did you say that they, did you think the same thing? I'm gonna read something to you afterwards, Ruby. 
gay because okay. yeah mm-hmm. ruby's yeah. like got a hades persephone uh-huh. scary thing because mm-hmm. sarah con the second i saw him i was like oh my gosh uh-huh. he's this is like major hades uh-huh. vibes and i'm freaking out uh-huh. oh my gosh uh-huh. so i know i know my do you see my no it's a big huge oh <laughs> <laughs> listen karem and cozy clothing is just a big yes and not even like the because the man looks great in a suit mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we love him mm-hmm. in a waistcoat mm-hmm. but the second he ad- they added that overcoat with the scarf i was like <gasps> I this know. is a whole new level and this is a lot for me to uh-huh. handle right now yes it is yes it is <laughs> yeah. so he's watching her while looking all like that uh-huh and meanwhile jerfair is at coffee he basically puts his foot in his mouth and jaren's like I have an appointment. See yeah. you later. And no Because they there. clearly have been texting. Right. And they, he wanted to meet up with her. And then he's like, well, it's for work. And mm, yeah, anyway, yeah. he's being dumb. He's just being dumb. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Chef's kiss to this entire library oh scene. Oh my gosh. I want to, I could watch it over this, and over and over and over oh, again. a hundred percent. This and the walk home. Uh huh. Which we'll get there too. But okay, this library scene is such a good. It's such a metaphorical tango, mm. like between the two. Of I them. love that. So that is good. a great way of putting it because he. She it's sees, a total back and forth the entire time. The entire time. And every time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. It was too much. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, please, please stop this man. I know. Stop him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I can't I know. It anymore. I know. I know. So, listen. <laughs> she's walking through the books, uh-huh. grabbing what she's looking for and needing. Mm-hmm. Of course, she sees him through the stacks. Mm-hmm. And she's like, because, what? Oh, look who is here. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm looking for a book because <laughs> mine are all packed away since I moved. And of and I, course. And he, I love that he goes, shh. Uh-huh. So good. <laughs> And she's like, not the first thing she hones in on is, what do you mean you moved? Why didn't I know about this? Uh, I mean, I didn't hear about it at work. Like, uh-huh. she's the backtrack. And he's like, Pearl knows I'm living in one of the houses that Art Life owns. Like, it's a company house, but yeah. And yeah. So they continue on Gosh, with this. his little smirks. Oh, his, they're so his good. His little Sercon secret smirks. I know. Because oh. wh- how she's like, what do you mean you moved to a new house? And he's like, oh, sad. <laughs> yep. He's all satisfied I with the response you, he gets. Girl. Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, this is when I wrote down the doing a metaphorical tango because they're kind of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's getting like, wait a minute. How did you even get in here? You have to be registered here to even be in this library. And he's like, you forget. I built, this I built this library. Of course, they're gonna let me in here. And he's like, "Besides, this is how we met." And she's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I try to put unnecessary memories out of my head." And I'm like, "Girl, we all know. You know, you did not forget this. No, there's so no way." He's he like, basically, oh, "Oh, do you know where the architecture section is?" <laughs> and she's like, "Over there." And of course. Yeah, she's rounding a corner. He's right there waiting for uh-huh. her. And he basically is like, listen, I came so we could talk. Mm-hmm. And I came so we could talk quietly so you couldn't yell at me. Because she's starting to raise her voice. Right. And he's doing more of his shh. <laughs> and he's like growly whispering to her like he was when oh in episode gosh, 12. Oh my gosh, the whispering. The whispering. Like, uh, again, mm-hmm. somebody stopped this man. I know. 
I know. I, it's it's too much. So she's like, stay away from me. He's like, I can't stay away, which again, another admission. Like, mm-hmm. and she's kind of yelling and she's like, and you know, she makes a good point here. She's like, put yourself in my shoes. And basically is like, I break up with you. Mm-hmm. I tell you all these things about how you're distracting me or this, but then I show up everywhere you're going. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you think? Yep. Wouldn't and, you be confused? Mm-hmm. And as she's doing this, we get another one. We don't get these often. We got one in episode, was it last episode? Yeah, with the baby and stuff. We got one last episode. And then the last, the time we got it before that was at the end of his birthday when he's giving her the guitar pick. Mm-hmm. Where it's this like close up of her like lips and face as she's talking. Oh, because he's losing his mind because uh-huh. he's just staring at her lips because he wants to start making out with uh-huh. her. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and she's, and even she can see she's like, Come back to yourself and pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, shh. <laughs> and then as she goes to walk away, he gently but firmly grabs her. Yes, he does. And I'm like, here for it. <laughs> and she's like, stop controlling me, you untrusting egoist. And he says, Edda, I only trust you. Mm-hmm. And we get another admission, which of course, though, she's like, yeah, I'm not buying it because you're like, no, this isn't how you trust someone. Yeah. And she gets louder and he's like, stop. You're going to – she's like, I'm going to get kicked out of the library on my first day. And he's like, I'm the architect of this library. Nobody's going to Nobody's going to kick me out. And then the next scene, they're kicked out. And, she and she's laughing. tickled by it because she's yes. laughing and giggling. And she's like, well, funny of you to assume that a librarian would Is know, gonna who, know you who you are. Is going to know who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ne- never kick you out. So she's just cracking up and he's like, well, now that we've been kicked out, do you want to take a walk? And he basically is like, I need to empty my head because you constantly are filling it. Like, again, Mm -hmm. another admission. Big, huge admissions. And she kind of giggles and laughs like, yeah, I guess we might as well take a walk since I can't go back in there now. Mm -hmm. So we switch over really quickly to Alptakeen chatting with his personal trainer about his sport outfit. And this is when we find out that coach owner is... A, a woman. A woman. Yeah. Um, which we're like, well, that's not going to go over well with Idon. Right. So then we, okay. Oh my gosh. The this freaking rain walk. scene out of every episode that has aired to date is my favorite, favorite cinematographically. Cine- it's just got my favorite cinematography. Yeah. I don't know if that, like, I don't think I was trying to make a verb out of that that doesn't exist. But the cinematography in this scene. Is your favorite? Is like, I am – that's, like, the first place I want to go whenever I get to Istanbul. I want to walk beautiful. down that lane in mm-hmm. the rain. Like, and there's so much – I feel like there's just so much symbolism there because he's carrying this black umbrella. She's yep. carrying the super Rainbow. colorful one. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, she's the thing that brings color into his dark life. Like, yep. there's just so much going on, and especially with the conversation that they have. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I feel like I just can't express enough that, like – this scene is just incredible. Yeah. This is my, like, I could watch over and over and over and over and over scene. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because their perspectives are just different. As they're walking, she's like, what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, this is like a real autumn evening. It's raining. The leaves have fallen. Everything's ended. Mm-hmm. But, but she, Edda, mm-hmm. being Edda, is like, no, it's quite the opposite. Trees without leaves will stay strong. And then they'll grow back even stronger. He's like, Oleme? Uh-huh. <laughs> I love when he says that. Oleme? <sighs> and she says, 
that's what you think sadness is that is what you're thinking is sadness is mm-hmm. actually a miracle a miracle not, it's not the end but a beginning but a beginning and then he says so perhaps everything is not what it seems to us then and, and she, she says, says maybe. maybe and then, and then he asks so her cute. if she's cold <sighs> and she says a little and then he puts the scarf oh, around he takes her his scarf off and because puts- his woman he can't stand for his woman to be cold mm-hmm. john couldn't stand for sanem to be hungry mm-hmm. and serkan can't stand for her to be cold because he put his jacket on her in episode three when they're looking at the stars yep. then again when he comes to her to go on that walk, on that walk and yep. try to make things right after he blows up at her mm-hmm. and tells her to keep it, which she does. I'm still waiting for that jacket thing to make an appearance yeah. in her wardrobe. And then now this scarf that yep. he puts on her. Yep. And he, yeah, it's this whole scene that we get with him putting it on her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is this okay? And she says, thank you. And then he pulls out a little gift and says, and this is for you. And again, oh my this gosh. is another admission. I mean, he didn't have to get her, especially, like, if she's someone who distracts him from work and all that stuff as far as mm-hmm. the fake excuses he's given her. And, like, did Sarkhan ever buy something like this for Celine? I seriously I doubt, doubt it. it. Mm-hmm. He bought something for her on her first day and she's, like, about to open it. And he's like, yeah, please open it up. And it's, of course, an architect pencil. And she's like, don't you think this is a bit much even for me? Like, yeah. this is what, like, real good architects use. And he says... He's like, listen, I ruined your studies. You don't let me pay for them now. Mm-hmm. At least accept this for my sake. Mm-hmm. And because he's like, when she asks, like, isn't it too much? He's like, not even a little bit. And she's like, okay, I'll use it this evening while we're working. And she lets him know, I'll call you often to keep you updated. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's like, mm, you may not need to call me. <laughs> we can just work together at my new home. <laughs> and of course, she says no at first. And he's like, yeah. So you're not interested in seeing it? And She's like, well, I guess if we work together, it'll get done faster, like justifying it to herself. He's like, yeah, in my opinion, too. Yep. And so they they walk to his house. Yeah. Okay. I kind of already touched on this, but like his perspective versus hers with Autumn, like his is more dark. His is more – hers is far more bright. It Mm -hmm. totally contrasts and parallels with the um, color of their umbrellas. Yes. But Ruby sent me – She's like, and um, I wonder if she's deep in Laura she, Olympus. Oh my gosh, she's like, okay, I gotta find it now. She sent me a bunch of stuff lately, but she, um, she sent me something about numerology. But I think that's from the fragment, so we can talk about that at the end. But, um, she's like, I'm just completely obsessed with the details now because of the show and well, Aisha in general. She's like, I'm even staring at colors and trying to figure out if they're just meaningless or on purpose, especially hmm. when they're dressed a certain way. And the big thing I did notice in episode 18 is the tiniest thing that I'm not even sure if it's in my head or not, but here goes. Hmm. She says, you know, when they're at the park and Sarkon tries to convince Edda to come to his house. Mm-hmm. She says, well, do you notice how he starts off being kind of surrounded by darkness while she has all this light on her? And after he turns around to walk backwards, he has all the light on him. And after she accepts, Mm -hmm. his, quote, darkness descends upon her. Like, she's more in the shadows Mm. now. And she says, for whatever reason, it made me think of Hades and Persephone a Mm. little bit. And she says, again, I fully admit I may be imagining things. She's like, I just found it interesting also because of um, it all happened after he gave her the scarf, which was a shade of black or dark gray. Right. And she's been in full color this whole time. 
um, the umbrella and all he's had is dark colors like black and white. She's like, so I think she, uh, I think the only splash of color he had was the bow on the box he gave her. She says, so I'm not trying to say like, oh, he's, he's bestowing darkness upon her like in a sinister way, but just right, right. like, I really noticed like this. She's like, so, um, I feel like the entire crew deserves a prize for these small details. She's like, but especially the camera and lighting guys, even more so props to them. Um, but I totally see, could see some Hades and Persephone mm-hmm. parallels just in their characters yeah. because Persephone is the god of the goddess of spring, mm-hmm. and Eda is a, a, a landscape designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who loves flowers, right. and there's all the symbolism with flowers within the show. Yep, and Serkan is this cold, dark, mm-hmm. emotionless, supposedly robot. <gasps> so is Celine Minth? Minthy? Minthy? Yeah, probably. I mean, at least at least as far as the lore, lore Olympus. Olympus world yeah. of Hades and Persephone. What do you think, honey? Eric gives us a thumbs up. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's so interesting. So, um, yeah, it's just funny. So as soon as you said Hades, I was like, oh my gosh, Ruby had the same idea. Yeah. But Hades and Persephone. Well, I went because I, I was telling you, mm-hmm. like – Go go catch up on Laura Olympus. Which Look at Hades in this I one know. shot, and they're wearing basically the the same uh-huh. exact thing. <laughs> so good. So anyway, so they get to Serkan's house, house. Uh-huh. and the cool thing about like he hasn't even seen it yet since it's no. been like set up and moved in. So they're going to see it for the very first time together. together. And well, of course, he would want her to be his very first guest. Yeah. At yeah. His house. Yeah. Not a coincidence. Uh-huh. But she's like, oh, they, you know, whoever took care of this, mm-hmm. this house, it looks like you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, really cold, huh? <laughs> Which, gosh, poor Sarkon. And she's like, no, it seems very self self-assured. Unique is – I finally – I was like, there's no way it says self-assured. It has to say something. It did not make sense to me. And I – Listened and listened and listened to his words uh-huh. or her words until I finally was able to spell them out in Google Translate. Okay, and it's like, um, and it's you. It's the exact translation was it's unique, just like you. Okay, so I was like, okay, so she really was paying him a compliment, not okay. even like. See, because to me, self assured, that's not a bad thing for her to say. It's not, but I just loved. Because he is very self-assured. He is. And he knows that he's a great architect and right. all these things. And um, yeah. But. I love either way. It was not her being like, yeah, it's cold. No. Like, yeah. It was. Yeah. No. She was being contrary to his mm-hmm. assumption of what she would think. Yeah. Um, And so. <laughs> but then she's like, oh, poor Sirius. I'm so sorry. You're stuck with him all alone oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> But then she even says, like, in a new home, there's no memories here. And uh-huh. he's like, if only we could erase our pasts. Huh? Mm. And I'm like, it's not what you think, Edda. He's not wishing he could erase his past with you. He's wishing he could erase mm-hmm. your pasts that made him break up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I love it because she immediately is like, oh, look, all your books are unpacked in here for you. So you didn't yeah. need to come to the library. How convenient. So he, he goes off to get right. drinks. He doesn't, in his very sarcophagus, like, does not acknowledge no. it. It's just like, I'll check and see if there's anything in the fridge if you want something to drink. I don't know if there is anything in stock. Yeah. Oh, my but gosh. But while he's gone, she happens to pull out Madonna in a fur coat. Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, oh, let me just leaf through this book. And she <sighs> finds the fact that not only does it have a bookmark, and he's been reading this book, but the bookmark is a picture of the two of them. Uh-huh. So another big reveal. Yep. Another big truth drop yep. for Edda after what has been a crazy few weeks with their relationship. Yes. So he comes back in. She takes a scarf off and gets it back to him. And he tells her to keep it, which mm-hmm. I'm like, of course you did. You just want her to keep all your stuff. But this time she actually says no. Yeah. The coat thing she kept before. But mm-hmm. this she's like, no, I don't want to. Um, And, you know, I kind of can't blame her. Yeah. But she says, uh, this house has no flowers. And yeah. I was like, hmm, I wonder who can help with that. And he basically is like, hmm, I wonder who can help with that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can help me with that, Ed. <laughs> and she's like, of course I can. Uh-huh. And then she basically reaffirms, I'm going to find out who set you up. Like, yeah. And then they start to work on these drawings. Yeah. So meanwhile, Fifi and Melo are at home wondering where Edda is. Um, Jaren shows up, kind of starts talking about her fairy troubles. Melo's yeah. clearly not a fan. Right. Um. And Fifi's like, careful, Jaren's very sensitive about this. Basically comes up with an excuse to call him. And, and then, then she chickens out chickens at the last out. minute. Yeah. Because she's like, what am I even asking him? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, did you sign the port agreement? Like, oh, okay, sorry to bother you. Bye. Right. Um, and then so Ed's their song is playing. Yes. Because we get this wonderful montage mm-hmm. moment where they're drawing and they're working together. And she sees him working and she's like okay what do you think of this and he grabs it and he just kind of starts working and mm-hmm. she's like okay how do you do that <laughs> she's I like how can you be so good you know with one stroke of a pencil you transform everything i just really wonder if i could ever be as good as you mm-hmm. and he oh, i love one of my favorite things about their relationship mm-hmm. is how much they truly believe in each other yep they are so supportive uh-huh. of the other's dreams yep. and career aspirations yep. and their hopes and everything that they're striving for. <sighs> and it's not a situation where they're like, well, that's stupid or you shouldn't try to do right. that. They're just both so supportive. Yeah. And he says, can't you see the difference in yourself between the day you started and now? As much as I love him, mm-hmm. sarcasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> F.A. noticed that talent in you. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. I'm sure you can see it. And she says, well, I can't deny that I learned this from you. <laughs> You're very good at your job. No matter how angry I am with you, yep. I can't lie. Yep. And he says something he said to her before. Uh-huh. He says, and you are the most original person that I know. <sighs> It's very good. It's so good. But then we get interrupted because Ifer yeah. calls and it is like, I really should go. Like, mm-hmm. we've been working. Now, this felt like a bit of an olive branch. Mm-hmm. She didn't Sirkan Bolat him. No. But she did say, She did. And before she left. And so it felt like like an olive leaf, maybe. <laughs> maybe sure. Like a full on branch. Yeah. But just some something to kind of put that fun ease that they had before mm-hmm. everything back into their, back into their relationship. Well, and now she has seen the picture in that book. Yeah. That's so, what I think, like, sparked. Yeah. Like, okay. Egedelaire, I won't say Sarkon Bolak, because mm-hmm. that clearly became, like, a thing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially during episode 12, when he's like, I am madly in love with you, Edda Yildiz. And she yeah. says, our feelings are mutual, Sarkon Bolak. So, yeah. The last name things kind of become more of an intimacy, but I did love that yeah. she wasn't just like 
see ya or doesn't say a word. She right. actually said e-gigular. Yeah. So um, then – so it's the next morning. Mm-hmm. Edda's exhausted. But, you know, she's like, this is it. Work in school and this is what's going to help us. And yeah. it's all good. You know, yeah. like I'm not mad about this. Right. But she does kind of – Because notices how tired she is. Yes. But she basically – does tell them about the whole library and Sarcon thing. Yeah. And, you know, but I had to, like, we had to get this done. <laughs> I was blah, blah, forced blah. to be the first guest in his house. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I fair is all of us. And she's like, oh, yeah, you were forced, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, but then they all kind of start wondering about Idon because they're like, well, if he moved out, like, how is she doing? And that's right. when it is like, I have to go over there today. Like, I promised I would help her. So we're going to see if we can get her out. And I fair suggests some of these herbs from Marden uh-huh. that they make a tea with them. And it is like, yeah, maybe it'll help her relax. Like, so, okay. Special chai. Put a pin in that. <laughs> so Sarkon is sending new blueprints. And he also wants the IT department to look through the printer information to see if they can figure out who printed what and when, all that jazz. And then um, he starts to unpack a random box at his apartment. And whoops, it's the box that Safi accidentally sent over. And he sees the globe. Yeah. Yep. So um, we get breakfast. Again, Optikin's coach is a woman. That's kind of the big reveal mm-hmm. when he finally tells them. But then it's not really dealt with. Um, they just kind of – Idon basically just finds out and isn't happy about it. Yeah. So uh, breakfast is ready, but Sarkon cancels. Right. He has something he has to take care of. He does tell his mom, I will be there. I'm just – I'm going to try to get this taken care of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's sad because she just basically sees, like, this is the first in – like, a line of many times this is probably going to happen. Right. And I can't do anything about it because I can't get out of this freaking house and, like, a normal person and go, like, she just feels, you know. Yeah. Um, and while she's trapped. kind of spiraling, mm-hmm. is Edda shows up. Yes. And she, I love that she just kind of hands the stuff to Safi and she just whispers, one spoon for three cups of water. Uh-huh. And then she tells Idan, like, I'm here. I'm going to help you. We're going to try to go out today. It's going to be all right. And she's like, thank you, Edda. Thank you. And then Safey's, like, repeating back the math to himself. But mm-hmm. he says to himself, three spoons, one glass. So yeah. you're like, oh, crap. Uh-huh. So put a pin in that again <sighs> because we get stupid F.A. and Celine, two people who I could not care less about sharing a scene together. She's whining about Edda suspecting her. F.A. keeps pushing as to why Sarkon is like so sure he was sabotaged. Why is he digging in this? Why is he that? Well, and she's like, you didn't do it, did you? Because asking him right out, of uh-huh. course he's going to admit it if he really did it, Celine. And are you that Celine stupid? Celine wasn't busy being jealous over both her exes. Yep. Then... She would maybe think, huh, that's weird. He told me he was going to teach Sarkhan a lesson at that meeting coffee we had. And, and then this happened then this to happen. happened to happen. Oh, that's really weird. Yep. I, like, she's not a stupid person. No, but she's I acting that way right she, now. She really is. So then a pipe bursts at her house and she has to go home to take care of it. Yeah. And Who that's going to lead to other things later. Mm-hmm. So this next thing I wrote, <laughs> Idon is very high Don. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Girlfriend is loaded. Mm -hmm. She is stewed with the tea and happy as can be. She's just like, Edna, you're so beautiful. You've always been so beautiful. Your hair is beautiful no matter what way you do it, no matter how you look. 
do you know? And she's like, do you know oh why gosh. I wanted to style you myself? I just wanted basically like the raw clay in my hands to shape for itself. <laughs> but you're just a beautiful, wonderful person. She is just singing her praises. Yeah. And it's very funny because she's like, anyways, let's go. And, mm-hmm. and Safi and uh, Ida are like, oh, my gosh. Okay, let's follow her. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And Idon has this gorgeous. Yep gorgeous car mm-hmm. that it does like what this has been hiding in here this whole time yep and um you know it's a convertible <laughs> it's a mustang right like an old school ford mustang i think so i wasn't really paying um, attention and but she's like safety keys uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like safety and Ed are looking at each other like she we cannot drive. let her drive right now. What are we going to do? She's very determined, though. But- uh-huh. And Safey hands him over it. But then Edda's like, look, okay, yes, let's go have fun. I have a really good idea, though. How about I drive so you can relax? Mm-hmm. And I don't like, oh, great. <laughs> so they all get in the car. Um, and now Duren's showing up to – the flower shop and she basically tells i feel like i can't concentrate at work i'm gonna right. work remotely today this feels like a good environment is that okay and of course i like of course it is mm-hmm. um and then she's looking at a photo of fairy with it with i'm assuming his new dog from the shelter she took him to uh-huh. and he happens to call right when that happens yep um so now we're on the road with Idon and company and she's just in awe of everything she's seen. She does this so well because obviously Neslihan is not actually high. Right. But she does this like she's clearly under the influence of something. <laughs> right. But also just in such awe of everything. Yes. Like she does this scene so well. Yeah. Because she's just like commenting about how much everything has changed and how much she's missed seeing things and like mm-hmm. this building and that she's building pointing out all this stuff this wasn't there and this looks different now she's just so grateful and she's rambling to edda about how grateful she is for her and woohooing and then she initially asks to go to the ocean right and that's where they're headed but then yeah and and they drive along the coast mm-hmm. yeah and how but much then she she's the like sea. let's go see my son yep and edda's like are you sure you want to do that and <laughs> but of course she's very she's flying high mm-hmm. so edda mm-hmm. has to appease her and she's like all right i guess we'll we'll do whatever you want to do so here i'm we really go. happy about this so, so they head over to sercon so we'll finish the rest of the flower shop scene so fairy okay. shows up at the flower shop and he tells joran like i've heard great things about you know this place obviously i need to buy flowers for someone and so she's like well i'll walk you over to ifair and he's like no I'll, I'll find her like i just want to make sure like you know you think she'll do a great job and she's like of course she yeah. will so he, Ifer helps him. He's like, I need to apologize to some, or I need to send flowers to someone that, like, I, I need to apologize with, or I need to apologize. Yeah. Can you also add this? No. Uh huh. Blah blah blah. So that's that. So well, he, and then you, sorry, are you gonna keep? Yeah, I was just gonna finish it. Yeah. Th- no, that's fine. Go ahead. Um. So he winds up sitting back down at the table with Jaren while he's waiting for that, and they're just kind of mm-hmm. talking. Ifair walks up. She's like, the flowers are ready. And of course, Duran's like, these are beautiful. You did a wonderful job, Ifair. Mm-hmm. Like, like always. I'm so inspired by this. And um, Fairy's like, thank you. Yes, they're gorgeous. And she, Ifair is like, well, you know, um, he makes a comment about Sercon. Like, well, if, like, you must work magic because I've heard Sercon's like eaten your food before. And like, we all know <laughs> how Sercon doesn't, you know, eat right. unhealthy food. Unhealthy food. And so Ifair winds up inviting him. To yeah. a Martin dinner tonight. Yes. And, of course, he kind of looks to Jaren for, like, direction. Yeah. And Jaren's like, 
he kind of gets the feeling like it's not a good idea. So he kind of hems and haws. Mm-hmm. But basically, Eifer's like, well, you're both coming to dinner tonight. Like, you're both invited and you will both be here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll see you tonight. Well, I better get going. I need to go. So he goes to leave. And Jaren's mm-hmm. like, Farid, you forgot your flowers that you needed for someone. And he looks at her. I kind of love it because he's like, no, I didn't forget them, Jaren. Uh-huh. And then he just leaves. Yeah. I love it. So obviously they were apology flowers for yes. her. Because he's like, forgive me for upsetting you. That was the note. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So back at Sercon's, they show up and we get a chok shok for Sercon. Yes. He's so stunned. He's, yeah. He doesn't even know how to deal with it. And so he's like... He's like, uh, so what's going on? And she's all happy. And she's like, let's hug. And she she smashes them together. Then she's like, wait, Safey wasn't in our hug. Let's hug again. And And (laughs) they almost kiss. Their faces are basically getting smashed together. (laughs) And so Sarkhan asks Edda, he's like, what's with my mom? And she's like, well, we gave her some special tea from Martin, and it's helping her feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I don't know what you did, but you worked a miracle again, Edda Yildiz. And I love when Eifer's like, it's all because of this beauty right here. Like, she- this whole <gasps> scene at the apartment when she's just totally toasted uh-huh. is so good. And she's making the coffee and... Well, because then Celine shows up, Ugh, which yes. I was like, oh, Chokuzel, great we Celine. all eyed on when it came to Celine. I loved every second because she's like, oh, strange. There weren't any hotels you could stay <laughs> in. Love- so weird. Because <laughs> Celine's like, oh, I didn't realize you were already moving in. I thought this was going to be empty. Blah, 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 blah. And stupid Sircon should have been like, well, yeah, it's full. Not... Well, there's lots of rooms here. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Like, yeah. stop, stop yeah. being so. This was this. This is the same problem I have with freaking John and Pauline. Like, stop yeah. being nice. Like, stop yep. being nice to that extent. Yep, it's not necessary. No, it's you can not. be cordial without having. She's to She's a big her girl. A she can go stay in a hotel yep. by herself. Yep. But we see as. I almost said Nestle, hon. <laughs> as, as Aidan brings the coffee out, mm-hmm. Sarkhan still has the mug. Yes, he But of course, Safi's like, oh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Sarkhan's like, oh, Safi must have brought that on accident. Uh-huh. And Safi's like, oh, yeah, sure, I accidentally brought that uh-huh. mug over. God bless him. <laughs> so, of course, when Celine walks in, Aidan hands her that cup of coffee mm-hmm. and – it immediately turns from red. Green. Well, I love it because it was green initially. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, that's very fitting for Celine her, and her jealous self. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually what green is for the mug, but I'm deciding it is. <laughs> but then, yeah, it immediately turns red. And I love it because it is like, of course, did I expect anything else? Mm-hmm. Like rolls her eyes. And Sarah Khan even kind of looks over at it. And then he takes it, right? Yeah. He takes it like, I'll just take that cup of coffee. And the, but he hands it to Edda. Oh, and he hands it to Edda. And then as Edda holds it, it turns red. Uh-huh. And, and he's he kind of looking at it. And he gets one of his little Sarah uh-huh. secret smirks again. He's all so, so, self-satisfied. I could not spit that <laughs> phrase out. Jeez. It's all self-satisfied. And so. Oh, man. They're, so good. They're kind of, you know. Edda at that point, because Sarkhan's like, well, I have extra rooms. Celine, you can just stay here. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And Edda's like, let's her, go, Aidan. Yep, her face. And then she's like, yeah, time to go. Yep. 
And I love she's it because as she's walking out, I done's like, I don't understand what Celine is doing in my son's house. And I was like, me neither, I done, Hannah, me neither. I love it. We so stand much. her forever now. Uh-huh. So yeah, so they leave. Um FA is now we're back at uh Art Life mm-hmm. and FA's kind of digging for clues from Edda, like right. do you know who Sarkon suspects? And it's funny because she's like, I don't. And I'm like, but you do, girl. Mm-hmm. But I love that that's where her loyalty is lying. Well, and she knows to play it smart. Uh-huh. Well, she does because then I put our loyal Perry because she asks him to dinner after work. And yep. she does it so smoothly where it's just like, hey, we've been working a lot. Like, why don't we grab dinner after work tonight? And he, of course, readily agrees. Yep. Right. As Sarkon and Celine are walking in. Mm-hmm. And um, – which, of course, Edda notices. And Sarkon basically makes a plan with Pearl, which she kind of fights at first, but she agrees to. Basically, he's saying, I, I know they couldn't find anything because the memory card resets every 24 hours. Right. But I need you to basically pretend Just that's not say the case. That, yeah. Because he he needs to gauge F.A.'s reaction. Yep. Um. So. So we – this is when Fifi and Erdem end up having coffee. Honestly, I kind of skipped through this. It's not really anything. Okay. She ends up – I think it's just supposed to be progress in their relationship development. Okay. Because she's still being very hostile towards him. Mm-hmm. But then she ends up inviting him to dinner. And he's like, okay, I'll pick you up at 8. And she's like, no, you're going to come to the house at 8 o'clock uh-huh. for dinner. And Makes that's how we're going to do this. Yes. Yeah. So I guess to just continue this really quickly, Erdem and Ferit oh, yeah. end up having dinner. dinner. Yeah. They have dinner with the Kuzlar. And, you know, it's I, – I do kind of love that Ifair is, like, the one who – that they all look to yes. for her approval with yes. the guys yep. in their lives. She's, like, the the gauge, basically. Yeah. Yeah. She's, like, let me have dinner with them mm-hmm. and then I'll tell you if he's a good egg or a bad egg. Yep. <laughs> and it's a tense dinner because, of course, Melo – is not making it easy on Ferry because she's mad at him for what he did to Celine. Right. So it's uncomfortable. And, you know, Ferry, for his part, owns that. Like, yeah, I made a mistake by doing it in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but dinner goes on. And as they are leaving, of course, it's like, okay, what's – Yeah, what you do know? you think? What's your diagnosis? You know, and I love what Ifair says because she doesn't just flat out say Ferry's like a bad guy. No. But she's like, yeah, he's really got a lot – like basically the fire – that has burned him in that relationship still isn't quite out. Like, yeah, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. He was just engaged. Right. He wasn't just in a relationship. Yeah. He was literally at, at the table. Yep. Yeah. Getting ready to get married. Yeah. So she's like, look, he's still not ready. Right. Okay. Which and is, so. Of course, Joran doesn't love to hear. No, she doesn't. So. But Melo is like. You know, I think the problem is the chair because every time one of the – when Sarkon sat there and now look all that's happened to Edda. When Khan sat there, now Ferit sat there. She basically is like, it's the chair. And yeah. Ifair's like, no, it's, it's your, your choice choices. in men. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways. Um, so now we're having this meeting that yes. Sarkon – you know, so he can do the whole memory card thing. Yeah. And of course, I, I just wrote, Methinks thou doth protest too much, F.A., because he's like, why do we need to keep looking into mm-hmm. this? Because, you know, now we know that everybody's not going to sue. Like, he's happy with the results. Like, mm-hmm. things are good. So he's like, see, problem solved. Everything's great. And Sarkon's Yeah, he like, wants him to wrap it up and stop looking into it. Yep. And Sarkon's like, not for me. I still need to figure out who sabotaged us. 
And, and Celine had even said something to F.A. too. Like he's not mm-hmm. – you realize he's not going to rest until he figures out who did this. Right. So F.A. is kind of realizing he barked up the wrong tree mm-hmm. with this whole situation. Yep. And he's going to have to act eventually, which yep. he will. So the meeting disembarks. So I think Sercon saw exactly what he wanted to. Mm-hmm. F.A. kind of freaking out that he was still looking into this. Yeah. Because – if he wasn't guilty as a partner, you'd think he'd be like, yeah, let's find out who did this so we can get rid of them because right. this is bad for business. Yep. So he tells Edda to stay mm-hmm. because he wants to share his plan with her, right? Yes. So she is done with her drawings <gasps> oh, later on. yeah. This was another really – oh, this is so good. I know. There was – like I said, this episode was like big work yes. for the two of them. Big work. Yes. So – she finished her drawings and she's like, okay, I have everything ready for you. And he doesn't even look. And she obviously takes notice. Mm-hmm. And she's very impressed with his control. And she's kind of like, wow, you have enough faith in me that you won't even look at them. He's like, I'm sure they're fine. And she says, okay, well, if you truly trust me, mm-hmm. you should just send them to Emre without even looking at them. And he's like, he kind of like passes it off. He he does a non-answer sort of situation. Right. Um, and he ends up saying, that, telling her that he's going to invite F.A. to dinner mm-hmm. and he's got a plan. And she's like, well, you're too late because I already did that. <laughs> oh, I love it because she plays this up and he's like, "What? wait, uh, you're going to dinner? Why? Uh, uh-huh. uh, can't compute? Like, no, yeah. He he's can't like, well, for it. what reasons? And she's like. Basically, like, what business is it of your? Because he wants to know if it's for work or is it personal. Of course. And, you know, she's like – she basically explains, I already made these my own plans, like, because I'll just be able to ask him in that kind of a setting. Mm-hmm. And he basically says, okay – Here's how the only way I'll agree to this, as if he actually has control of the situation. And that's what she says. Uh-huh. She says, like, you have a choice and to he's disagree. he's like, I'll only agree with this if you Bluetooth me the whole time so I can hear. Uh-huh. Um, and I wrote, he says this, of course, after trying to pretend that he isn't at all jealous. And she gets all up in his space. Okay. Did this feel very EK Archive Room episode 13 yes. to you? Yes. Because And so does the end. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this gave me those that John M vibe where he gets all up it, in her and he's the like, whole if I war. kiss you right now, would uh-huh. you let me? And she gets ready for the kiss and mm-hmm. then he's like leaves her high and dry. <laughs> because she gets all up in his face. She's looking at his lip, uh-huh. all this stuff. And then she basically is like, I'm sorry, in whose world do you think you're living? Yep. And then walks on out. And I love it because yeah, he was trying to act like he somehow had control over this situation. Yeah. And he absolutely did not. No, he does not. Because she could have gone – she was going to go to dinner with F.A. whether he agreed to the – whether she agreed to the Bluetooth plan or not. Yeah, she asked him to dinner hours prior to this. And you know if Sercon went and tried to invite him, he would not cancel plans with – F.A. would not cancel plans with Ada to go to dinner with Sercon. Yep. So, yeah, Sercon, cute of you to try to pretend. Yeah, yeah. Adorable. Yep. So um, – we get more of Altikin coming home and Idon and Safi reminiscing, and that's kind of that about well, about the day. Oh, that's right. She's on, they're talking about the day. She's on cloud nine, ready that's to tell him. Right. This is when she realizes because she sees the workout video. That's right. That the trainer is a girl. Yes, and then she's like all not about it. Yeah, and basically, well, is and like, he's all distracted anyway. He's not paying any attention to every her. Every time she's come, like when she walked out the gate the first yep. time, he's all distracted with work. Yeah, like, he's just all obsessed with the fact that he did this workout. So yeah, I yeah. love that she's like, no, don't tell him. He doesn't get to know right now. Yeah, like 
Um, I'll tell him when it's time. Exactly. But I do love that before that moment got ruined that, you know, she's all floating on cloud nine about this day. And he's like, yeah, and please don't forget about Edda who made this possible. And she's like, never. I'll never forget about her and her. Well, she says like that damn influence she has on me. Yes. And I love that Safie's like, I think it's an angelic influence. And then she mm, agrees. Like, yeah. oh, I just love it so much. Well, she's, I think we can safely say she's officially team Edda. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's even team Ed there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. With everything she was saying earlier. She's boarded our ship. Oh, yeah. Oh, I skipped stuff. I'm sorry. That's because okay. uh essentially Celine is gonna come with Sarkon to dinner mm-hmm. because she's like, if you want company, I'll come with you. Let me blah, just blah, invite blah. myself along like the yeah. pathetic person I am because mm-hmm. I can't seem to decide if I'm upset over Ferit giving Jaren attention or if I'm set upset over you giving Edda attention. She's upset about everything. Yeah. Celine we're I'm gonna start calling her sulking Celine yeah. because that's all she ever does. That is all she does. So then Edda sees Sarkhan and Celine leaving together and she's mm-hmm. like, Efe, let's ride together. In it doesn't my car. make any sense to go mm-hmm. separately. <laughs> it's funny too, because I almost feel like he knows what she's doing. Oh, totally. Because he like sees Sarkhan and Celine uh-huh. and he kind of laughs and he's like, okay. Like yeah. he goes along with it though. He doesn't mind. So now, so we're, now at we're at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I wrote, How much do I love a jealous Sarkhan? Oh, man. Oh, it's- man. Well, he's sitting there. He's not even eating his food. He's just stewing. He's, he's not turning even redder by the Celine, moment, which I love. Yeah, Celine is just basically by herself mm-hmm. eating food alone, and she's like, "Sarkon, can you calm down, please? <laughs> What's wrong? You haven't even eaten any of your food." Uh-huh. She's kind of trying to reel him back in. But he yeah. doesn't care about her. No, all he cares about is Edda. <laughs> well, and of course, because Edda knows he can hear her because uh-huh. she's playing it up oh she's baiting him crap talking oh majorly Mm -hmm. majorly and she's like what the heck are they saying and he's like oh they're just showering me with compliments Mm. and like that's not the case because you know she's like they're just i don't i didn't take screenshots but she's egging him on yeah um and then well and fa's like oh you look gorgeous you tonight look gorgeous and he, tonight and sir Khan's head is about to pop off of his body mm-hmm. uh-huh <laughs> and then he goes a step further because he's like um i need to i'd have to ask you why exactly did you and sir Khan break up okay first of all you're her boss mm-hmm. you actually don't have any place to ask her that no very unprofessional but, SAB. Mm-hmm. but second i wrote nunya but mm. You know, basically what she says is true. She's like, you know, um, he – Well, she tells him, to, him from work. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. That's she, the reason she was given. That, so. Exactly. And I will give F.A. credit here because he's like, let me get this straight. <laughs> he left someone like you uh-huh. so that he could concentrate on his job. Mm-hmm. That's a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. And he's right, which he of course Sarah right. Khan knows too because that isn't why he broke up with her. It, is literal nonsense. So yeah. imagine hearing that and being like, yes, I know that. I wish I could be with her. Like, yeah. having to listen to that. And then Edda's like, yeah, I hope someday I can meet somebody who really appreciates me. Uh-huh. And they're kind of like – And that's when I wrote his – Yep. Wee, his wee. veins almost pop. <laughs> and then Effie's like, you know, I needed to call him. I just woke up Zuzu Did by you? making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> so Effie's like, I need to call Sarkon, by the way. Of course, Edda freaks out, so she disconnects, you know, mm-hmm. the phone call with them because she's like, oh, crap. Right, right. He's not going to be able to get through. Right. Yeah. But she doesn't reconnect it. So right. now Sarah Khan can't hear anything. 
And just, his, you can see his stress level ratcheting uh-huh. up with uh-huh. each minute. Yep. He's like one of those thermometers that you watch as the mercury rises higher and as it's getting so hotter. Oh, good. And so, of <sighs> course, F.A. is in like, who do you think Sarkon suspects? And she jokingly is like, you, of course. And then she's like, just kidding. Who knows who the heck he suspects? Right. Like, um, she's like, but he'll but she, soon learn. I love that she's like, but don't worry. He'll know better than to suspect you anyways because the memory card stuff is going to come through and prove that you had nothing to do with it. Like, uh-huh. I love it. It's so calculated the way she's saying that. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, he's like, well, I really need to talk to Sarkon as soon as possible and I'd like to talk to you too at the same time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, why? Do you know something about the printer? Like, do you know what happened? Yeah. And then his phone rings. We don't know who it is. Right. But he has to take the call. <laughs> and Sarkon is like, Come here. Okay. Come talk to me. Listen, right now. they're being so obvious with it. It's like if that would if I were FA, I would have turned around so many times to be like, what is she looking at and yeah. gesturing at? Yeah. They're being like, super obvious. Oh yeah. And they're not even hidden from no, each other. They're not. He's on the phone with her, but he can he has them in, in eyes uh-huh. in eye shot. Eye shot? Eye eyesight? Within within not, I'm thinking earshot. Ear shot. But why not? He eye has shot? them in sight <laughs> anyway. He can see them and probably somewhat hear them without the phone. But mm-hmm. anyways, so yeah. he steps away. So, of course, Edda goes and is like, what the heck do you want? Like, yeah. he's like gesturing and he's like, why do you hang up? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. So they basically bicker back and forth about her phone being off and yeah. all that. And, and the world doesn't revolve around you. And all the things that he she was saying about him. And yeah, and how, well, it doesn't revolve around you. And, and you we're know. just talking about our common interests. Well, because that's when she's like, I don't need to reconnect you because now we're talking about personal things, like our common uh-huh. interests. And he's like, what common interests? Like he, oh my gosh. And that's when she's like, listen, I did my part. Mm-hmm. He's going to get ready to talk to you. He said he needed to call you. So I'm sure he's about to tell you something when that happens. She's yeah. like, by the way, Afia Dolson to you and Celine. Uh-huh. Like, makes it clear, like, yeah, you're here with her, so go back to her. Right. I love well, it. Well, and she tells him, because F.A.'s like, yeah, I'm gonna, I need to talk to Sarah Khan anyway. Mm-hmm. And she's like, by the way, he's gonna talk to you about something tomorrow. Yes. Just so you know. And he's like, about what? And she's, and then she just says, bon appetit to you and Celine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then a good meal. I love it, because he's like, listen, watch me shove her in a taxi right now. Yeah. I don't give a crap. I mean, that's not what he says. I'm paraphrasing. But (laughs) basically like, and then I'm going to come back in here like I was already planning to pick you up. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, okay, so hurry up. We're going (laughs) to, there will, there will be no dessert. (laughs) This is what my, you, you will come in. Yeah, well, mine is – it was so fun. It's so formal sounding, uh-huh. the subs for this one. He's like, therefore, therefore do, do not, not delay. delay. Do not eat sweets. You will leave here with me. And she's like, oh, what if I keep you waiting? Uh-huh. So Just so funny. Oh, we, my we gosh. get more of that banter and – So good. I loved it so much. Well, so then she's like, okay, I'm going to go back to the table now. But Celine stops her and runs her mouth. But yeah, because I love it. because yeah. Edda's like, yeah, I was looking into you. Yeah, because of A, B, C, X, Y, Z, one, two, and three. So yep. take that and suck on that, Celine, and like walks yeah. off. Yep, and basically tells him it's clear. And Sarkon's hearing all this, and she's like, it's clear as day that you're still in love with him, Celine. And she's like, doesn't deny it. Nope. And of course, now I'm like, okay, Sarkon. You heard that. You heard her lack of denial. Now kick her out of your house. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so yeah, because he sees and hears this whole conversation. Absolutely. So Celine then tells him, like, 
okay, let's go. Looks like this is over. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get you a cab. And she's like, oh, if you're going to stay, I'll stay. And he's like, no, I have things I need to get done. I'm just going to put you in a cab and yeah. I'll do what I need to do. Yep. And then he walks right back <laughs> into the restaurant. Sure does. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm here for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So stinking funny. Ugh. And yeah, because he just, quote, shows up to pick her up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ed is like, okay, I guess, yeah, if you need to talk to me and take me home. But F.A. all of a sudden is like, oh, good, you're both here. I really need to talk to you. Yes. And Sarkon's like, right here, mm-hmm. you want to talk to us right now? And so F.A. starts spinning his whole tale. He says, I changed the printer settings. And they're like, what? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? And he says, well, an error occurred while changing the settings, and I wanted you to know everything. So he's like, until the roof collapsed, I didn't realize myself mm-hmm. that I had made the mistake and he's like, okay, Sarkon's like, okay, but you wanted to talk about this now? Yep. Why did you want to talk now? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I thought it would be more logical to tell about everything after we fix the error and save the situation. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Emray and I told him too. Ugh. If you want, I'll call him again and clarify. And Sarkon says, but of course, you yourself know that there's no point in making a mistake on paper. And he's like, I know, so I did my best in the situation. Um, so that's basically that's Sir, kind of it. Yeah, right? I mean, Sirkon's like basically tells him like, yeah, but all this stuff still came of it, and like that doesn't make this okay just because you're now admitting it. Right. And then he even says to him, "Sounds like a time for, time for you to find another partner." Yeah. I mean, and that's reason enough to be able to get him to sell his shares and all that because like, mm-hmm. even if it was a quote, genuine mistake, which it wasn't. Right. Like, that's enough to be like, yeah, you're not qualified to be a part of this. So when he leaves, it's he tells Edda, like, you should probably find a new job because that man's no longer going to be in our lives. Right. So he's well, under the impression. Well, because Edda is kind of like, hey, why don't we finish this tomorrow? Mm-hmm. This isn't the right time or the right place to talk about this. And then F.A. ends up leaving. Right. So, you know, and she's like, you didn't believe a word of that, did you? And he's like, no, I only yeah. believe he said that because he was cornered. Yep. And it seems like Edda is like, yeah, because she's like, well, great. Congratulations. You were right. It was F.A. Yes. Like, so she even, I don't think, buys his story. Because no. Because he just only, he told a partial truth. Yeah. To Because he was backed into a corner. Yep. Um, so hopefully they get the whole thing, you know, comes to light. But, right. you know, then she basically tells him, like, don't worry about driving me home. I'll find my own way home because Celine's waiting for you. Yeah. And he's like, listen, you know perfectly well why she's there. Uh-huh. It was a misunderstanding. She's like, but she's still in your house, Sarkon. Yep. She's like, so good night. And he says, Edda. She's like, what? And he's like, shh. She's like, what? He's like, Edda, yeah. what? And yeah. He, he's like, can you calm down? And she's like, what do you want? Yeah. And he, he's like what is your problem? She's like, well, what should be my problem? He's like, yeah. that's what I'm asking. She's like, let's see. My problem is you're like, hmm, let my former lovers just be around, but don't let them actually be in my life, yep. right? And he's like, Edda. She's like, what? Why are you so calm about this? And he's like, be quiet, calm down. Yeah. She's like, no, I cannot. And he's like, so what happens if Celine does stay with me? She's like, of course. Like, sure, of course, this is your perspective. Right. She's like, you know what? I don't care what happens then. And he's like, um, I'm sorry, she says, on the one hand, you're jealous of me. And on the other hand, you sit in front of me with your ex-lover and have dinner. And 
She's like, what? And just you're calmly doing it. What's that about? And he's like, be quiet, please. And she's like, no, I cannot. And he's like, and what makes you think I'm jealous of you? Excuse mm. me. And she just kind of looks at him. I she's love like, it. Oh, she's like, oh, you're not you're jealous. Not. <laughs> she's like, okay, great. Continue not being jealous then. She's like, because from now on, you will see a completely different Edda Serkan. And uh-huh. he's like, what does that mean? She goes, after all, you're going to continue to live beautifully. Your ex-lover remains with you. So I will also continue to live. That's what it means. Yep. And then they kind of have a staring contest and it ends, which this felt like the end of 12. Yep. Of EK. Yep. When she's like, I don't have feelings for you. I don't see you like that as a man. And, he goes, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. Are you kidding me? Do you think I'm an idiot? Yeah. And he basically is like, this is war then. Per- oh, yeah, son, I'm Iden. Like, you mm-hmm. you don't see me that way. You're not jealous. You're about to find out. Yep. So this felt very reminiscent of that, um, but in the in an Edser way. Yes. And yes. Yeah. I like – well, and it's kind of just a continuation of that war and I – because yeah. they, they've already kind of been having this happen mm-hmm. anyway and it's – I just with that ending, with all of the big truths that were dropped, yes. with the big work that this episode did, I am so excited for 19. I know. I Me really too. think this is – Either it's almost the turning point, uh-huh. like like where things are fi- – like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, we, I listen. Know, I know. Listen. We get that shower <laughs> scene. And listen. Oh, my gosh. Guys. Guys. And girls and women and people. <laughs> Karim said that in a live the other day. Um, those of you who thought for even a second that that oh, was Celine dude, in the shower, no I'm way. calling you out. There's no way. I'm calling you out. It was not her. And I think that's – That would never be Celine. I feel like it's completely why they included the shower scene again in the second fragment. I'm sure. Because I think – Because of all, all the uproar. Because of all the uproar. Like, okay, let's sh- let's clearly show the tattoo on her hand so uh-huh. people stop thinking it's Celine. Yeah. Um. So for, are you going to come over and watch 19 on Saturday? Can you come over and watch 19 on Saturday? I think I can. Guys, Ash and I have not been able to watch a live episode together. None of them, huh? Not once. Not once since this since our second season has started? Mm-mm. We have not watched a live DV episode together. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Since, like, the 40s of EK. We watched the finale together, this but not live. This is monumental. And I feel like it's going to be a monumental episode. So, like... It, that we if can we watch, watch it, it together, together, it will definitely be a monumental <gasps> Guys, episode. maybe you'll get double reaction videos on Instagram. <laughs> I'll be doing them and then I'll just force Ashley to say things too. Don't worry. <laughs> so somebody asked that. They were like, if you and Ashley get to watch live, does that mean she's going to do reaction videos too? <laughs> um, so funny. So yay. Okay. I'm so excited. We're going to watch together. Um, I am I am so thrilled about the Saturday move. <sighs> I am so yes, happy Just make sure it. you're at my house before 10 a.m. Okay. Because that's when, like, the new episode tends to start. Is not, not, in, oh, because well, of the recap. the recap. I mean, you can be there at 9. Right. Want, but, um, oh, anyways. I'm so Yay! I'm so, oh my gosh, you guys, I'm so excited. So, okay, the fragments. So, again, killing it with the fragments. Yeah. Like, this is, I want to say the third week in a row where I have loved both fragments mm. so, so much. Um, because 17 with the whole, like, pregnancy thing and all that, mm-hmm. those, those fragments were amazing. Both the fragments for this episode were incredible. 
the two we've seen so far, I have a feeling, I have a feeling we're not only going to get a third fragment. I think after 19 is done on Saturday, I think we're going to get a fragment for 20 because they're already filming it. Oh, yeah. They're about to start Because they're getting caught Mm -hmm. up, I think that we'll start getting one right after the episode. Well, and I think having a fragment right there at the end is what's going to help people keep their TVs on and help those readings. Yeah. So those are just my theories. Yeah. Um, So... Yeah, because like Ashley already said, so many things were said and mm-hmm. so much – what did you call it? Um, just work. Like, like work. Big, yes, big work. big work was done. Yeah. Um, even without so much plot movement. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think it's going to make room for plot movement to now happen. Yes. In 19. Mm-hmm. And even though, like you already said, I'm pretty sure it's with Celine storming in and being like, I know you lied to me about – and first of all – he didn't lie to you. He just didn't tell you what was none of your business. Yeah, I don't know why Wench. she's got her panties in a twist. Who do you think told her? Oh, that's a good question. <gasps> well, who even knows? Well, Only I don't have to kid, right? But we right? have to assume F.A. knows too and just is keeping that as the ace in his pocket. That's true. his lawyers knew about it, which well, is who approached Farid. So if his lawyers know about it, you freaking know F.A. knows about it. So if if we find out that F.A. does know about it, mm-hmm. then for sure F.A. is the one who tells her. Mm-hmm. Because they've mm-hmm. been having their little thing these mm-hmm. past couple episodes. Yeah, like he, they've been purposely putting them together. Oh, totally. Coffee. So I feel like there's something they're trying to develop with them that would yes. make sense that he would slip, quote. Maybe mm-hmm. even, and not that he deserves any credit, but even though he's technically, he's technically redeemable at this point. I know it's funny because he's not – he mm-hmm. is the bad guy right now, mm-hmm. but he's... He's not yeet bad, though. No, yet. he's not. I mean, he did... He could have killed someone in that accident, so he's treading that line. Oh, but, for sure. But, I mean, he's not faked my own injury for an entire year. And being one... Yeah, he's not 100% skis ball at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. He's borderline, but he's, he's definitely not, more than half. He's like 75% skis yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. He, I feel like there's a line he hasn't crossed yet, though. That I'm wondering when we're going to see him cross that line. Yeah. And maybe it's this next episode uh-huh. of him spilling that secret and telling Celine. Well, I could even see him assuming that she knows because she's the mm-hmm. PR person and then just bringing it up. And Celine being like, what the crap are you talking about? That would make sense. And him genuinely just assuming she must know because she's the Holdings PR. She works for the Holding and for art life yeah yeah it would make a lot of sense for fa to know especially considering how he chose to sabotage mm-hmm. this whole project for sercon yeah. that that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. that he would know so yeah because the way he like it was a very similar sabotage oh very to similar. what his father's was just not the same level. Right. So, okay. So, yeah. Either way, Celine storms in and is like, you lied to me about how Edda's parents died and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, that's mm-hmm. right as Sarah Khan is confessing to Edda because it's clearly the morning after the shower scene mm-hmm. where I'm pretty sure we get a drunk Sarah Khan, which I'm here for. Oh, my gosh. the truth comes out when you're drunk. And now here's the only thing that makes me think it could some possibly be something else. It could possibly be that he kind of got sick again because we know when he gets all freaked out and concerned true, and upset, he brings this sickness onto himself. Mm-hmm. And the last time, he didn't remember anything he said. No, because it was kind of a fever dream uh-huh. sort of a situation. So the fact that he tells her, yeah, I said all that last night and I not only do I remember it, but I stand by it mm-hmm. could also allude to maybe he had another one of those. 
I feel like he gets drunk at that dinner thing, though, that they're at, where they're faking to be still engaged. Okay. Um, And, and you know what's really funny? The girl, the main, like, woman there who's mm-hmm. like, oh, why don't you kiss her? How is it being a fiancé? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I immediately recognized her, not even from episode three at the engagement party. Uh-huh. Because she is in his other DZ I just finished. Oh. And she is the officiant at his wedding. Oh, how funny. So I was like. Oh, but no, actually, she's from episode three. She's the one who was like, yes. oh, where'd you come from? Who's your family? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So um, anyways. Yeah, think- maybe maybe as a coping mechanism, he's drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he has some of that special chai. Yep. Um, I yep, To I like see- calm him down. Yep. I see that as a very distinct possibility. And he that has loosens his lips a little. Mm-hmm. Because. <sighs> I know. Because drunk, if he gets drunk mm-hmm. and it loosens his lips, fine. Mm-hmm. But if they're having some sexy time mm-hmm. while he's drunk, that bothers me a little. Yeah, I don't think they do though. I think she, I think either she gets him into the shower to maybe try to like maybe shock to sober him, him up a little to sober him mm. up, which is why they're fully clothed. Right. Or again, Maybe it's the whole he gets all sick and stressed out and right. she's trying to cool him down yeah. and just throws yeah. him in the shower. Yeah. And either okay. way, he starts saying stuff and she's probably like, you don't know what you're saying. I've right. heard this before and you didn't remember it. Um, but then the next day when he sobers up is like, like, yeah, I stand by all of it. And then he's like, I when he says like, yeah, I'm in love with you. I'm always going to be in love with you. That's mm-hmm. actually never going to change. And mm. then she so heartbreakingly begs him then to tell her why did we break up then yeah and he says i have something to confess to you and then stupid Cillian storms in like she freaking owns the place right which but, makes me think she's still staying there because she just storms right in yeah but that looked like they were at the office oh did it to me it did oh. like they were on the balcony and she's oh. coming into okay his okay. office but okay. I, that could have been a no that makes more sense that makes more sense yeah but yeah so then of course i assume like you do and the rest right. of us do that that was the final scene so she doesn't actually find out this week but we know it is for sure coming and not like us since episode 14 being like i think she's gonna find out like there's (laughs) no other way for this to go it is now spilled where he's going to have to explain to her exactly what he's been hiding from her Mm -hmm. and why he broke up with her and why he and hopefully she gives him the time to actually explain it even if she's gonna be pissed about it for a while right hear him out um yeah so yeah i'm looking forward to that love confession i'm looking forward to the fact that he's gonna remember it Mm -hmm. exactly what leads to them stumbling into the shower because also too like why was she at home with him did she go Mm -hmm. to check on him did she follow him make sure he got home okay because he was drunk or drank too much of that tea maybe it was an accidental drunkenness because he doesn't seem like he would overdo it mm -hmm. maybe I don't know. I I'm know. so, I'm so, I, I just can't wait. Me either. <laughs> so, yeah. Really good fragments, you guys. I don't know. Shout out to you, team. I don't know if someone just got really exponentially better at I know. their job or if they have someone else doing the fragments, but they're doing an excellent job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, let me read to you. So, Ruby had said something about one of the fragments and she was like, well, now you got me all into this like numerology stuff looking it up. And I didn't even think of this. Mm. She's like, I blame you for my newfound numerology obsession. Hmm. But I noticed in the second fragment, there are seven ladies sitting at the table with Edda. So hmm. I went down the rabbit hole. Mm. And she says, according to angelnumber.org, says angel number seven is related to inner wisdom, mysticism, intuition, and inner strength. 
If you see this number, it means that you should have more faith in your guardian angels, but also in your own abilities right here. Um, it says your inner wisdom will help you make the right choices and make good decisions. It is no doubt that number seven is considered to be a perfect number, which can help you connect to the universe. And when it appears often by your side, it will help you receive all the answers you need. Mm. So I'm like, oh, maybe like the answers to the question you've been asking yourself since the end of episode 14. Why mm. the heck did we actually break up? So um, it basically also says if you have obstacles in your way right now, that doesn't really have to mean anything. It's just a phase in your life that will be over soon. Hmm. Um, angels send you the number seven to tell you that everything will be okay. Your help and support is on the way so you don't have to worry. Positive changes are coming into your life. So and that's says, don't forget that your sole mission is to teach other people and to heal them. If you serve humanity, you'll be rewarded. Well, and not that I'm saying she's like, quote, healing Idon. Right. But she is definitely a help in that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because Idon's out at this lunch, that's mm-hmm. clearly not at the house. So she goes back out of the house and sober this time. Yeah. So, or at least with not as much of that tea. Right. Um. So I, yeah, like, gosh, there's just so much up in the air. And I know. I'm like dying. And now I'm like even more excited that we actually get to watch it together and freak out. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Oh, there's one more thing I was going to read. It didn't really have to do with the episode itself, but this very sweet girl sent us this message and I was like, oh, this is good. Um, Her name is Anna, An- Ananta. Anyways, so sorry if I butchered your name. Um, She says, hey, sorry, I'm not on Twitter or Facebook, um, but I wanted to share a theory with you. And I was like, oh, this is really good. So I was just thinking of Senshal Kapama's episode five in Antalya, where Serkan um, is, you know, um, an analogy to Apollo by living in the future, asking the girl what her name is, wooed by her, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then Edda tells the story of how Apollo lies to the girl, thinking they can never be together, mm-hmm. and leaves her while the girl is left with hope that they'll reunite one day. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And now Serkan is seeing some parallels about I'm sorry. And now we're seeing some parallels about how Serkan lied to Edda, mm-hmm. thinking she'll leave me after knowing the truth, while Edda is left still in love with in love with and longing for him. Oh my gosh. So she's like, it got me thinking that maybe Aisha is dropping hints about the upcoming story in and of itself. Dude. So good, right? Oh my gosh, so good. Like, ugh. Anyways. And it's like, I, I swear it. there's probably still stuff we're missing and not even seeing. That's oh, I'm crazy. sure. That's what's crazy to me. I'm sure. So I said to point that out because I was like, that was very good. And I think a really good thing for us to keep in mind as the rest of this story starts to unfold. Yeah. So, um, oh, my gosh. Anyhow. I really kind of feel like we are almost at the, like, you know, with the story, mm-hmm. you've got kind of the classic story arc where you're building up to the big main climax and mm-hmm. i feel like we're almost at the yes. crest of this hill yeah. and ready to come back down uh-huh. to kind of the descending uh portion of the story yeah and if if this show wrapped up right around the 25 to 30 mark mm-hmm. I would be totally happy with that. Oh, completely. If it's a fully told story mm-hmm. in – because, you know, I don't know that I would want this to go 50-plus episodes. No. I think it would be too much. Nope. And we've said this before. EK should not have gone 50 no. episodes. So if – I just am like, if Aisha is able to just fully mm-hmm. tell this story from start <gasps> to finish in the way that she has always planned for yep. it, 
I could not ask for more. That's the dream. I could not ask for more. I still am going to throw it out there that she owes us bottle explanations that she promised us back before the DZ started. Hope- um, it, it but could still be coming. Yes, they still could be coming. But yeah, like, okay, so we're about to enter episode 19. I honestly think like six more episodes would be Could great do it. Because here's the thing. If they get back together in the next like couple episodes mm-hmm. and then give us like three, maybe four of them actually just together and yep. not break up back and forth. Yep. Because I feel like – if we're going to go for 30 or more, mm-hmm. it's going to be a while before they get back together. Otherwise, we're just going to yo-yo back and forth with these breakups. Right, right. And we and don't I, want that. No, I don't want But that. I also don't want them getting back together in the last hour of the last episode right. either. Right, right. Um, I want to actually see them together for a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Like when truths are out, everybody yes. knows everything, and now we're just like figuring out our life. Yep. Um, And not that it sucks. It's like I don't want the show to end. I really I know. don't. But – like, so it's not like I'm like, oh, please be over in six episodes. But. Because I'm never going to be ready for it to be over. But right. I just want a well-told story. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I agree. Anyhow. So hopefully the Saturday thing is a good thing and gives us that. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I just feel better about them being a bit ahead too. Because mm-hmm. then, like I said, it gives them time to do what they need to do if yep. and when the time comes um, that they're given the axe. But, yeah. So, anyhow, that's. Any and all of our feelings yeah. about this episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have any theories or anything or noticed anything that maybe we missed, uh, let us know. Um, other than that, like I say every week, you guys know where to find us all over social media. All the links are in the episode notes. Um, you'll find the, the links to North America 10. Those are the subbed fragments we always share um, mm-hmm. on social media. And they're a great resource for all other kinds of DZ stuff. Um But yeah, so thank you guys for uh, waiting for a later episode this week. But hopefully because the episode's a little later, it just helps pass the time a little more before Saturday since now we're having to wait a few extra days uh, for the new volume of Sinchal Kapama. But we will be back with you next week. I don't know. Our recording schedule might change a bit now that the air date changes. Yeah. Um, So just roll with us on that. We'll keep you posted about how that goes. I don't know if we'll be able to release on Mondays anymore just because – that gives us a very short time span to watch the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, roll with us with that. Uh, we'll keep you posted about um, any happenings with that. But if um, if not, we will see you guys on Saturday. Hopefully, you'll have see both of our shining faces uh, on Instagram and Twitter talking about the live episode. So, yep. anyways, thanks for sticking around with us. And uh, until next time. Good to shit is. Close to call. Close to call.